Material Components Episode 31 Sight Beyond Sight Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me as always are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how you doing? Doing great. Doing. Howdy. Hey. Uh, hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, child of... child of the Outer Storm. <laughs> Uh, I'm Elliot, and I will be playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. My name is Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, Half-Elf Rogue. I'm Reed Morris, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. So, beginning this session off, I'd like to start the same way I begin every session, which is by asking all of you if you remember what happened last time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, I remember... Everyone. I was unconscious for a lot of it, so... It's true. There's a little bit that most of us weren't there for, um, which mm. is the first part. Mm. Maybe if maybe if Reed wants to talk about that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, Long story short, Grawl had a conversation <laughs> with the mm -hmm. mayor. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, or, that as I texted to Elliot... Grawl gives away the game, the episode. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm sure it is. I'm. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to believe anymore at this point. So, uh, but, um, yeah. And then we uh, partied. Um, Cherish was the uh, MVP of the party. Yeah, um, it's true. Cherish showing so off their immunity to alcohol. Yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> just put just put me out. Uh huh. Um, I didn't have a hangover. Kind did of. Technically, wasn't drunk. And there was also that weird thing where you experienced a very strange out of body experience upon waking, in which you remember every detail that oh, happened yeah. around you while you were yes. unconscious. Yes. So, the side effects of Mix Emilio's healing potion maybe have yet to have their depths plumbed yet. Yeah. And you know what? We have a whole month to figure it out. <laughs> it's true. You're going to be you're going to have so much fun at the uh the mayor's cotillion. I like I guess I'm just not going to drink, which like ugh. We can, oh, or it's going to be like a weekend at Bernie's situation where you do drink and we just have to prop you up. <laughs> no, I'm going to look so cute, though. I don't want to be unconscious. We'll make we'll let you dance and everything. It'll be fine. <laughs> let's let's not go straying into any exquisite corpse uh, territory. Thank you very yeah. much. We'll just use a system of pulleys. <laughs> Pneumatic tubes. Ugh. <laughs> I don't Gross. know where that's don't going. Do that. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Grawl doesn't know what a pneumatic tube is. Please. I know. So yeah, then uh, Grawl and I had a fun, fun fist fight uh, <laughs> where a guy tried to steal all the money we got, uh, and through a series of pretty good rolls, 
Um, it it was managed... ridiculous. It was. It, I'm very happy that he didn't get away with it. Um, but yeah, he got knocked out by our our good good friend, uh, the Binder. God, he um, hates us. Eh, Are you kidding me? He heroically swooped in and rescued you, shirtless and everything. I had it covered. (laughs) And I did want to reach out a little bit and, like, just, you know. The Captain America ab tap. Exactly. (laughs) That's that's Um, not the first time I've thought about that today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That went well. Uh, And then we woke up and uh, we went shopping. Was that the first thing we did? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. Went to uh, Umatep's. Yeah, you basically spent the rest of the session over at Duskwalker Import and Export agonizing Mm -hmm. over what to do with your ill-gotten, possibly, money. Yeah. (sighs) It's already been spent. It's gone. It's gone now. I can't do anything about it. Hey, we gave... A lot the of it's orphans. The vast it's majority of it. Yes. Over 50%. Yeah. Hey, I'm an orphan and, too, okay? Exactly. So, and so That's a good point. We're all technically orphans the money to ourselves. Anyways, hindsight. Um, oh, no, I'm not an orphan. I have a living father. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately. Well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we gave some of the money to orphans and some of the money to our other char- favorite charity, Grawl. <laughs> <laughs> biggest specifically, charity Grawl. Specifically, Grawl's brain. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Bloody, that thing uh, that helps everyone out all the time. <laughs> Not uh-huh. even Grawl has helped out. A ring of mind to be specific. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to keep that yeah. wascally Finebrook out of there. And by the end of last session, it seemed to have worked. Yeah. He had to call first. Yeah. Grawl apparently now has call waiting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can I put that? Can I mute that? Is there like a... Can I turn the brightness down and put it on to do do not disturb? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that'll go great. Just uh, hit yourself in the temple with a brick a couple of times. I'm sure that'll quiet it down. (laughs) No, that's going to be a different type of ringing. (laughs) Olivia and I were having a funny conversation about like, like Phineas Feinberg tries to like get into one of our heads instead, like to get to grow. I'm like, hi, thank you for calling. This is Cherish. How can I direct your call? <laughs> oh, Mr. Crawl's in a meeting right now. Can I take a message? Uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh... <laughs> who should I say oh, no. is calling? <laughs> The end of the session found you all making your way out towards the edges of town, searching for one old Morgana, the Aarakocra seer, because you wanted to ask her about something, though I'm a little unclear as to what. Well, no, first we were going to go shopping because Cherish was depressed. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Okay, so first order of business is finding the Garmenteer, then. Yes. All right. You would know that one of the finest finest garmenteers in town is a uh, a halfling woman who lives probably closer to the the center green than most places. Um, mm. Though there isn't really a shopping district necessarily in Blue Gulch, all of the shops and different vendors are kind of scattered throughout the town. Really, there's more of a concentration of saloons than there is anything else in this town. Yeah. 
but there is a great species of woolly cow called an aurochs that exists down in the drylands and is herded en masse by the uh, uh, local ranching establishment. And their wool is highly prized throughout the valley as some of the warmest material you can wear outside of the dire yaks of the Srothheim Glacier. Mm. But you know of, like I said, a halfling woman who uh, runs a a small, oh, prosperous, I would say, medium size. Yeah, I keep going back and forth on how big this <laughs> store is. It's a good size <laughs> clothing store. It basically provides to the locals in terms of if they want something custom made, they can get it here. Basic yeah. clothing, you can get at any kind of general store, but this is a an actual tailor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as you are... Making your way there, is there anything you'd like to accomplish conversation-wise? I know you had some revelations where Omatep was concerned. Both Cherish and Sid heard some things about their estranged mothers that uh, was probably new news. Are they estranged if they're dead? Tears, it doesn't say that. They are <laughs> That's just Olivia. mortally estranged. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because, I mean, and Cherish, Cherish was serious about, like, like Sid, I will tell you about this. Like I, yeah, now's probably not the best time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you walk pretty steadfastly towards this garment here, and eventually you come to the establishment of one Bella Oldbub. Hell yeah. She is a bustling little hat. A halfling woman who runs this place. Well, she says she runs it all by herself, but many, many, many of her daughters-in-law are employed here. She has a very large extended family. Most of them are result. Most of her relationships are resulted in sons, and many of her daughters-in-law end up working for her at this tailor shop. Hmm. And as you come into this place, there is a just a a hustle and bustle as. Fabric is being tossed from one side of the shop to the other. People are getting fitted. People are getting, picking up their custom orders. It seems this place is a flurry of activity. What with the cotillion coming up in just a couple of days. Yeah. At the center of it all, like a matron spider at the center of a web behind a sewing desk, you see this hunched, tiny little halfling form, her face mostly made of wrinkles at this point. She, her big hair is all tied up in this almost beehive bun that has these long ribbons wound around it in a, to a height to where it's like her arms aren't long enough to actually accomplish that herself. So clearly she is like ordering around some of her sons and or daughters-in-law to like get this hairstyle done every single day. God. And wow. Yeah. You're walking into just chaos. There's. People all over the place here. Townsfolk getting fitted and picking up garments. Halflings of different shapes, sizes, and levels of exasperation doing work. Thimbles are flying. Needles are being drawn. There's lots of halfling curses. Which I think Sid would be the only person to understand. Mm -hmm. He knows them well. (laughs) So, 
Where do you go? What do you do? Uh, is there anybody available? You kind of have to fight for attention. Yeah. Which apparently you don't, so... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Knowing the language might might give us a leg up here. Uh, I I sort of... I wait till, like, one of them comes by and I say in Halfling, uh, hello, we'd like to, uh, uh, purchase your services. Um. And this younger Halfling woman, it's tough to tell halfling's age because after a certain point they start growing out as opposed to up and she just comes to an abrupt halt as you start speaking halfling on her and just like looks at you like she's terrified for half a second but then looks at you more curiously and then begins like jabbering back at you and what the rest of you hear halfling to your ears sounds like Gaelic mixed with squirrel. There's a lot of like little squeaks and clicks and a lot of long drawn out syllables that are mashed together in odd ways. It's a very strange language. Yeah. And the fact that Sid speaks it is something of a marvel. Yeah, like, how did he learn this? Some of the squeaks and clicks are not as pronounced when I when I do it, I, but you know. Sure. Okay. So you're getting some of your tenses a little wrong. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's like Um Right. Uh-huh. No, no, it's in the other room. <laughs> but yeah, she definitely appraises you for half a second, but then starts chattering at you and mm-hmm. it's a lot like the reaction you've gotten from other halflings when you speak the languages. They immediately want to interact with you because you're a tall person who speaks halfling or the home tongue as they call it. Um, is there a part of the valley that halflings traditionally come from or is like the home literally everywhere, literally everywhere. They pop up out of the ground. (laughs) If, if there is a location that has habitable terrain, halflings will live there and may have been living there for generations. Gotcha. It's said that some chunks of Stormhaven were already a halfling town when the urban crawl just sort of rolled on top of it. Oh. That makes sense. Um, so are they... Is there... I, I realize it's it's last minute, but is there any way you can pencil us in for maybe a fitting? Um, and she'll say, well, I'll talk to grandmother, but uh, money talks, tall boy. Oh, and we have plenty of that. All right, well, uh, and she'll tell you to wait right here. She'll bustle over and kind of meekly approach the center table, um, and they'll chatter with each other. It's tough to hear exactly what they're saying, but uh, clearly this matron in the center will just, like, look at the the young halfling woman. It's like, are you done with your work yet? No, then why are you talking to me? But she'll turn and point at you and say something and then the the old halfling matron will look back up and kind of look at Sid quizzically and then tell the younger halfling to go fetch you. Over over here? The young... She is coming back towards you and she says, uh, Grandmother will see you. Come, come. Great! And I, I w- sort of like, all right, guys, come on. 
Cool. So the four of you are led over to the center table. This older halfling, presumably Bella, old bub. Cherish, you don't know much about this woman because Kalkin always made all of your clothing. Until you were able to make your clothing. Until I started to make them, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just can't make anything, like, real nice. Yeah, and... you can see, like, based on what you saw in the shop window and what you see people getting fitted for and the clothing they're picking up, like, these are some really nice garments being made. Yeah. And you would know that this place does a brisk trade with Wickmore's Landing as well mm-hmm. as the surrounding areas. So there's not a lot of call in Blue Gulch outside of a couple of times a year for fancy clothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the the aurochs wool is prized throughout the valley, and this place apparently specializes in that particular material. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think, and I, I think I say something like, uh, "Hi, it, it's nice to finally meet you. I'm I'm from around here, but I've never actually been here." She'll kind of look you up and down, but then look back over to Sid and say. So, you speak the home tongue, then, huh? Ah, uh, yes, I do. Hmm. Accent could be better, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I hear that from a lot of halflings. Hmm. Well, what can I do for you fine folk? And she'll switch over to common. Great. Um, As you can see, we're rather busy here this time of year. Yes, and, you know, I... I but young Maddie says you have money. Ah, uh, yes, that's Well, I would like to see this money. Uh, show my, my coin pouch? I don't know. I'd show mine too, I guess. Boy, that could be full of rocks, for all I know. I pull out a handful of, of gold pieces. Very well. Um, and she'll snap her fingers a couple of times, and you can see that she's got thimbles on, like, all of her fingers, so when she snaps (laughs) her fingers, it makes this, like, little clicking, clanging sound. Yeah. Almost like finger cymbals going off, and when she does that, a couple of younger halfling women will bustle over, and you each basically get two halfling women that appear out of nowhere and start dragging you towards fitting areas, and old Bella will say, the girls will take care of you. Thank I'll you. Miss you guys. <laughs> and we're all Bye dragged in our separate. You are all dragged off into your individual fitting areas. From the ceiling, fabric comes down and a giant spider yanks Grawl up to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> fabric spider. Yeah. So, oh, yes, matter. each of you are fitted to your heart's desire in terms of uh, what kind of clothing are you getting? Uh, I know there was some talk of getting fancy clothing for the cotillion, and mm-hmm. some al- other talk of maybe upgrading your casual look as well. Mm. Yeah, I was... In terms of what Cherish is getting for her new cash look, I think that I can probably get that at a general store. Like, I don't... I don't think it's really, like, her style to, like, get fancy clothes, or get, like, fancy stuff that she's going to be using as, like, utilitarian mm-hmm. traveling so clothes. We do a lot of, yeah, traveling and, and walking yeah. through. I mean, I wouldn't mind I getting at least a reasonably better outfit, but that might be more for an armory or a, a leather worker. Yeah. True. That kind of thing. Okay, so you're just here for your fine clothing, then? Uh, I am actually not. Whoa. Um... <laughs> uh, 
I Tirza asks one of the um, gals who's assigned to her if there's um, any like em- embroiderers or anyone who's like good with a needle and thread, and. And they just um, look at you blankly and then look around at the rest of the shop and, like, right behind you there's this finely embroidered pure white wedding dress. And they're like, yeah, I think that might be one of two, hun. Well, <laughs> okay, but weaving and embroidery are two very different things. Um, and uh, basically, I uh, will I'll commission somebody to, um, as you take more vows in the Jarashir, I kind of mentioned it when we were doing the trials of uh, the embroidery on Tirza's robes get slightly more elaborate the more the years go by. Mm-hmm. And I think she asks um, she asks to have the embroidery finished, not with the standard black storm pattern that would accompany someone who had taken their final vows. Um, but she asks them to finish it in Sadagar's purple and weaving through the edges of the fabric. You can see uh, a uh, snake done in this kind of blue silver thread. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. That that can absolutely be accommodated uh, because mm-hmm. considering the, the age of the cloak and the, the fine, material that needs to be used to accompany said cloak and the fact that you're also adjusting a magical item. Oh, no, no, this is on my actual, my, just my duds. Oh, okay, okay. You're yeah. not actually adjusting Sadagar at all. I, I would do that myself. Okay. Yeah. I, I know we I talked about that a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to use that needle, Mike. <laughs> okay. Um, Mike, we talked a little bit about like the capabilities of the glamoured studded armor. Mm-hmm. Would that be able to make like a longer coat, or is that some, or would it make like an undershirt that I can put a coat over? It would just sense? be your undershirt. Okay, so then or probably... it would be a coat with no shirt, <laughs> which is also very good. Oh my god! Oh god. Um, <laughs> no, Listen, like rapidly redesigning his container outfit. <laughs> They're all expecting us to wear shirts. Uh, That's where we get them. <laughs> um, this is like the fucking Met Gala, y'all. Yeah. Well, this is not. Go this is shirtless. Not for, this is not for um for the 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 cotillion. This is for just general wear. Um, hey, you look super good. That's that could be an everyday look. You know. Could um, uh, but yeah, I was thinking of like maybe like a fine. Like like practical longer coat, um, sort of like a, a light duster, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're, you're getting a duster, Magic. Are, we gonna, are we gonna be duster brothers? Duster uh, brothers. Duster. The, the duster my duo. Fa- my new favorite HGTV show. <laughs> <laughs> duster brothers. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I guess I don't have to. I could do like a maybe a one shoulder like short cape or something if if you're super i'll say this much anyone who is purchasing fine clothing for the cotillion that will cost you each 15 gold okay Okay. those of those of you who are getting new travelers clothes whether it be Mm -hmm. here or somewhere else that will cost you two gold okay okay 15 two gold 
Perfect. Done and done. And I will leave it to you whether or not you want to reveal what your party garments are now or at the party. Because I don't know if you'll necessarily <gasps> be wearing these out. Right. Oh, yeah. Crawl would Damn kind it. of want to wear his way? out, though. Is there any way I can delete messages in here? <laughs> well, f- for our listeners, they haven't seen the large oh, reams of true. Pinterest information that you have. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. Like I said, Grawl, you think you'd be wearing your fancy clothing out? No, no, he, Grawl would want to. Grawl would definitely want to wear it out, and someone would just be like, don't, don't do that. Who, who, who would that do that? Uh, like, none of, the, of the, like, none of the halflings are halfling. confronting you about that, I'll say that much. Well, no. You're like, the customer. I, like one of us? Isn't yeah. I was like, okay, these are, these are for the party, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, I, then everyone would see what Grawl's party duds are. Yeah. Party okay. duds. Never mind. No, I'm not wearing it out. <laughs> Big reveal. All right. But you do get some... Some of you upgrade your, your just about town look, though, while you're at it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and those I think you would probably wear out. So if you want to describe what your new look is... Um, yeah, I, they don't, they don't do, uh, boots, right? That would be a different location. Sure. They uh, do boots. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, I want to upgrade, uh, upgrade boots, um, sort of, uh, tall, taller boots. Um, definitely like a, like a dark, dark green, uh, like well-fitted pants, uh, instead of wearing like pretty baggy, uh, pants up to this point. Um, the, Duster, uh, or light cloak, or whatever. Um, not really a cloak because it doesn't have a hood, but uh, those are two different things. Yes, but yeah, like the duster um, is. I'm, I'm imagining like a really, like a dark, like brown, um, and then he makes his glamoured, uh, studded armor underneath. Um, I'm thinking, looking, maybe just a hint more of like like gold trim on it. Like he mm. he, he has. A little bit of flair, but uh, it's not um, it's not like super uh, not obvious. crazy ostentatious. Yes. Okay. Um, it's and Lisman, you could technically combine those two things into one and wear the like those fitted jackets that um, uh, Toriadors like wear that have the like broad shoulders and then like the little bit of cloak coming off of it the half cape i mean i mean yeah. that would be if if grawl that if that's a kind of cloak you're thinking about i i'm, I'm more than I'm, happy with a half like cape. grawl doesn't wear grawl doesn't wear a cape he's getting a full-blown like duster okay like, well, like why a don't, cowboy duster <laughs> okay well then why don't i get the uh sort of like cape sort of left side to partially cup uh, okay. sort of where uh piercer is um yeah so you've got like a half poncho uh yeah something like it's yeah on the on the hangs off the left side he has like shoulder pieces um that are you know it has trim like maybe some gold trim to it um but um yeah definitely like a like a half side cape um awesome sort of like once again to hide the hilt of his sword 
who okay. wants to grab it. Yeah. Now I'm imagining a very like matador chic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. What else we got? Um, I mean, right. Like I'm not getting my, my, uh, every day just here, but I'm just going to, yeah. yeah. What? Uh, um, we're in the drop down menu right now where you change your, uh, the skin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically cherishes, uh, like a thing up to this point has been like a button down shirt, vest and a long skirt essentially. Um, and whatever coat she got in uh, Wickmore's Landing. But mm-hmm. so the skirt is big enough that like riding a horse isn't terrible, but she's like, we're going to, we're going to ride out to this compound. And then like, we're going to have to ride back to Stormhaven and then down to Fort Verge and back up to fucking wherever I'm getting some pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> about time. So basically, basically Cherish's new look is like it's essentially a Henley and some wide leg riding pants. Hell yeah. Yeah. Badass. Okay. But other than that, keeping it pretty straightforward and simple? Yeah, keeping it pretty straightforward and simple. Okay. Grawl, you were saying just straight up cowboy duster? Um, here, uh, yeah, and so, else. now, are we going, like, uh, <laughs> that straight yeah, up Dresden Files, or are we going, like, Deadwood? Um, probably a little more Deadwood. Yeah. Um, I don't care, I'm not super big on the, like, the extra layer that it covers the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but no, no my... uh, no shoulder mantle? No shoulder mantle. Um, okay. What I am going to do is replace the collar, though, with, like, a fur kind of, like, line. Okay. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah, because it's cold out and it's wintry and, you know. What yeah. uh, What color is the fur? Uh, the fur is, uh, it's white and black. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of, like, mottled. Oh, okay. I thought you were yeah. like, some ermine shit. <laughs> I was like, that's... Okay. <laughs> no, it's just kind of like peppery. So peppery. we're uh, we're slowly approaching a sort of Bane look here. <laughs> no, no, we're not approaching Bane. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I, it it yeah. kind of sounds like we're approaching Bane. What? Well, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go. Blood, a brand new character. When the legion of Bone is in ashes, you have my yeah. permission to die. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, he's definitely wearing his like half plate underneath. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Badass. that, that's about it. And, and he's been wearing like, his hair down the entire time. He's going to start put, tying his hair back. Oh, I love it. Yeah. How yeah, long is Grawl's hair? Grawl's <laughs> hair is like down to his shoulders. Okay. Like, swept so back. Tying it back into a little tail. Yep. A little warrior's wolf tail kind of thing. Okay. Badass. Not with, but no shave sides. Fair enough. Tears, are you changing up the look at all? Staying traditional. I mean... I literally have have a vow of asceticism, so that's I'm gonna stay pretty traditional there. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, so yeah, you change up your looks appropriately. You get whatever garments you may, new boots and all. Uh, Sid, were those boots knee high or calf high? Uh, calf high. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. So not thigh high. No, not that. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. He's a head turner. 
Even without that glamour shirt. <laughs> so you all come away from the old bub Taylor's feeling a little bit more spiffy than you did before. Uh, tears at the very least, you got some embroidery done. So yeah. And it's all mend. It doesn't have giant holes in it anymore, which I'm sure it probably <laughs> did after all of our clothes were probably dirty AF. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure like Sid's old shirt, like the Taylor's just held up and go, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much. We're going to just throw this out, okay? We're, we're going to burn this. <laughs> oh my God, it's like okay, that's fine. scene from What Not to Wear or whatever, you know, they're just <laughs> ripping everything off of Sid and throwing it in a garbage can. It's got to go. It's got to go. Um, I don't know if they're at all impressed by my magical shape-shifting armor, but yeah. Uh, I, show, they, I show it off a little bit. They consider that cheating. <laughs> Fair enough. There's no craftsmanship and- in that. And how stylish it is depends on the wearer's imagination. Right. That's true. But it only covers a portion. (laughs) So, you come away from your garment shopping in new spiffy duds, feeling good, feeling refreshed. There's a certain air of renewal to this sort of thing, where you... It's that feeling you get when you're like wearing new clothes and you're just like, oh, maybe there's like, this is a turning point where I'm like, I changed my exterior a little bit and that makes the interior feel a little bit better. That's, Olivia can attest, that is exactly how I felt on Saturday after I bought overalls. (laughs) That is true. They were a changed person. (laughs) I literally said I've never been happier ever in my life. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, yeah. I'm still not sure I want to go to Old Morgana's, but if anybody else wants to go, then we can do it. But Because, yeah, you have a, another day and a half, essentially. By the time you're done getting all your garments, I'll say it's probably mid-afternoon. Okay. So, you have the rest of today and all of tomorrow until the 20th, which is the mayor's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes. So what would you like to do with that time? Experiment with Cherish's alcohol thing. (laughs) (laughs) That is completely an option. I mean, maybe we'll do that closer to bedtime. So that's not out during the day. (laughs) Hey, we got 30 hours. (laughs) Did we see Shakar the Binder when we, like, got up for the morning at all? No. Okay. Yeah, you do not know where Shikar the Binder got up to. If we get to this compound and it's just like in ashes, I'm gonna <laughs> be so mad. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I'll be upset. In character, no, yeah, I'll be upset. But out of character, I'll be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> we just have to. Well, we can't really close the realm scar, but it's fine. So, what do you do with your time? Or do you just let the days meander past? Um, I mean, we should, like, go get lunch. And I should tell Sid about, you know, the stuff. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if he he would rather, like, us do that one-on-one, or if we could do it as a group. I'm not really sure. Uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I think one-on-one might be better. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's 
you're like really I don't know I don't know if you're like excited to tell him but you're like uh, she's it's more like she does like she has felt bad that she didn't because she meant honestly she meant to tell you that the morning after but then the whole like fire horse thing happens oh, yeah. um so it, she kind of got sidetracked a little bit um and it kind of didn't occur to her that Omatep would like I don't know mention Angela and so she's it's more like she wants to tell you because Again, we had this whole conversation in Wickmore's Landing about people abandoning you and not right. like telling you the truth. So, um, yeah, there, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out how to word it. I, I mean, I'd rather just perform it, but hey, um, I mean, we can do that too. Yeah, Sid, Sid is a bit defensive about it. Yeah. So I'll say this: while you're waiting for Grawl's final fitting, uh. He seems to have some kind of problem with tiny halfling hands patting him down and like measuring his inseam and stuff. So there's a bit of a struggle going on. In the meantime, the two of you can kind of split off and have a scene with each other. Okay. <laughs> Tears are just like, I, I'm going to go check on that. I, <laughs> That's fine. I can handle these. If they come for me, I can take them. I can take them. What do you want down there? <laughs> Back off. <laughs> God. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if cherishing is... I don't know. So yeah, the, the two of you kind of go outside, I would say, after maybe... I mean, honestly, Cherish, you would probably see Sid just kind of hanging around waiting for Grawl with that cocky half-smile on his face, walking, watching him trying to garrot a halfling with a, uh, a tape measure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you would probably think this is this is a decent time to maybe have an aside. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think actually that's how she starts it out is like, you know, I I didn't I didn't mean to keep this from you. Just so you know, I I wanted to tell you yesterday morning, but you know the horses. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not mad, so don't don't be worried about that. Um, are we outside? Yeah, I'll say you. We can. Outside. Yeah, we can be. Yeah. yeah. Um, the interior is like a little I, crowded. I suggested, yeah. Um, it, it's just, it is important. Yeah. Um, look, I've had a lot of opportunities to ask about my mom, you know, since since meeting you, and. You know, growing growing up, I she didn't really talk about it a lot. Um, but I I knew that she was important. You know, like I could I could see the way she carried herself, how good she was, and I just imagined that she was just like she went on adventures, like in the books that I read as a kid and the books that she read me but she didn't talk about it. And, and all I wanted for years and years and years just to know, but after the first trial, 
I don't know. Um, I started thinking maybe, maybe she didn't tell me because she wasn't a good person before I was born. Sid, and I talked. I talked to Kalkin about the doppelgangers too, and I mean, she, you know, she and Angela like were friends, right? Like, yeah, they went on adventures together. She would know. And she said that that was that doppelgangers are are bad, basically. That that wasn't but it, your it, mom. It, it knew because, this, because it knew the story that like it knew what my favorite story was. Something because that I don't they think can read your mind. Oh. Yeah, I mean that was a surprise to me too. I didn't I didn't know they could do that. <sighs> And so puts her hand on your shoulder. Um, that's <sighs> fucking doppelgangers. I know. Like, as if that first trial wasn't bad enough. You've been torturing yourself this whole time, and it, like, for nothing. I just, I don't think I would have been able to handle it. <sighs> Thank you. I mean, that's, that's not all. Yeah. Basically, they, she and Kalkin, a little bit after you were born, they closed a realm scar. Your, your mom closed a realm scar. With Stormpiercer. Huh. You know what's funny about that? When I mean, I, a lot of things. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of things. <laughs> uh, Potentially, a lot of things are funny about that. But when I when I closed it, I could have sworn that I saw her guiding me and showing me how to do it, like like we were doing a form, like when I was a kid. That is kind of funny, but not like in a. A funny ha-ha way. Like in a funny... Interesting what? way. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Hmm. Stormpiercer is pointedly silent through all of this. Pun intended. <laughs> um, so she... Wow, she was able to close realm scars. Yeah. What, what, what does that have to do with with you and? Well, combining what Kalkin and Omatep told me, it, it seems like wherever they were, which unfortunately sounds like the realm scar that 
the old mage showed us near Fort Burge. It sounds like they were around that area, so I don't know if it's the same one, if it opened again, or I don't know. Yeah. Michael <clears throat> keeps making faces. I'm yeah. trying to ignore him. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just looking at my map, and like it was vaguely in kind the same area. Vaguely the same area. I think that yeah. that's that's what she's trying to impart. Right. Um. Um. And it was a Vernus, apparently that. This realm scar opened to Sid. That word means nothing to you. Yeah, I just kind of the first, at you. the first layer of hell, essentially. Oh yes, of course. Um. Uh. <laughs> and your mom, your mom and Kalkin went in. Cal- Unfortunately, Kalkin stayed by the realm scar the whole time, so I don't. From her perspective, there, she just stood there, and then Angela came back. With, you know, like a, a a a piece of that place, like like we brought back yeah. um, from the Beastlands, uh, yeah. and Omatep and uh, me, and she mm-hmm. did she did the ritual and like the right way it seemed from what Kalkin was describing, and then stitched it back together. So she... She saved you? Presumably? Again, I don't... I wish Omatep had described that interaction more, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he can be opaque when he he needs to be. Yeah. Always. Yeah, uh, Sid kind of leans back, um, like a huge weight has been lifted off his shoulders, and he just kind of stares down at Stormpiercer for a bit. I might have to talk to Kalkin a little bit, see if I can get some more stories out of her. I think you should. Yeah, next chance I get. Um, thanks again. Yeah. Should we, um, see if Grawl is... I need you both to give me perception checks. Okay. (laughs) Seven. Uh, Twenty-five. Thank God. Damn. (laughs) Sid, while you're out here staring at the the open street, it's one of the the eight roads leading towards the the center of town. You can see that the the hustle and bustle of Blue Gulch is reaching a a fever pitch. There are people rushing to and from, carrying supplies, getting last minute things done. It seems like the whole town is working towards a singular purpose, and that purpose is to party. Hell yeah. So, whereas before, in the last couple of days, you'd seen people kind of trudging through streets, coming off of their shifts of work, there is none of that kind of 
edge of depression that you'd felt the last couple of nights. Now there's just this kind of amping up of energy that's going to be released at some point, and that some point is in two days. But you could, it's palpable in the air. How would you... You've obviously celebrated many of the mayor's birthdays. How would you describe them? I'm so glad you asked this question. Yes! Me too! <laughs> Cherish? Kind of... Like, we've talked about how uh, blushing for her is like her, her face scales kind of flashing. And I think they do that now because she kind of looks down at the ground and says, Um, actually, I've, I've been thinking about this and... It occurs to me that the last time I went to the Cotillion, I was 12. It was actually the, the winter bef before the first, that first Maker Festival. Um, so I don't know, actually. You, have, you have memories of tiki torches uh, uh, no, and... Uh, no? Well, those two, but I did have something prepared for this. Okay. Um, so, if I if I may, by all means. <laughs> the last time I went, I, I mean, you know, Jet and I hung out, and um, so there are these long tables outside for food, um, and we hid underneath one of the tablecloths and untied people's shoes when they came to get food. And then when we got caught, we ran into the orchard and climbed up a tree. And then we just sort of hung out in the tree until it was time to go home. I mean, that sounds like fun to me. Yeah, but right now I'm a grown-up. <laughs> so. I mean, you could still untie people's shoes if you wanted. I, that actually sounds like a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Sounds hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't know how I had a, I, I still, it's, I cannot get over the fact that the mayor is a vampire, <laughs> but it seems like people are really excited about this party, you know, yeah, like it's, it's a really positive thing. Yeah, I, I do remember people having fun. And I do know how to dance. We did have to learn a basic box step in school, so I think I'll be okay. Oh, is dancing like a part of it, or? Oh yeah. Oh. I don't have like uh, a lot of dancing experience, but I feel like sword fighting is a lot like dancing. Uh. I think. Was I was I present for what was the conversation that like? No, I don't think I was there for that. That was Omatep talking to Sid about about Angela being able to make sword fighting look like dancing. That was just them, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, you're you're pretty light on your feet. I think you'll figure it out. Okay. Do you think we crawl in tears at a dance? I hope so. Yeah. Which one do you think is more likely? Stormpiercer says, both... Tirza would explode from shame and shock, and <laughs> Grawl might kill somebody. They're both probably really bad at dancing. 
So no Stop matter. I, is mean. <laughs> he says it playfully. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Gotta, you gotta leave, you gotta leave room for uh, for Shamra on the wise. <laughs> <laughs> A common jar here. At yes. <laughs> Eight inches for Shamar on the wise. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Hands at ten and two. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> just use those numbers. I don't know. Uh, I think I don't know. Yeah. I think those are psalms. <laughs> All right. Well, how about this? You do your best to get tears at a dance, mm-hmm. and I'll do my best to get Grawl to dance. And if we can get them to dance with each other. Oh, oh, that could be fun. Oh, is that I'm not the... where you were going with that? No, I just oh. general dancing. I wasn't. Hmm. We'll go. We'll, is that we'll a, shoot. Is that, a, is that a thing between? Is that? Oh, no, I, I don't know. It something? would just be funny. Okay. I mean, it would be funny, but. And Maz says in your mind, oh, this will end well. <laughs> let's shoot let's shoot for getting them to just to dance okay. and then maybe they'll dance with each other okay sounds great all right so, it might be nice I, I just tears is she seems really stressed out i just hope she has a good time yeah yeah i hope so too so eventually you all come out with your new clothing and uh you have like I said, probably the rest of the day. It's probably around 3 in the afternoon now. Uh, sun sets at around 6.30ish, but because it is still midwinter. But So you still have some daylight left and plenty of the day left. What do you do? Hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh god, that's so good! I love that when in doubt, stay at least one Bible length away. <laughs> As oh. if you would automatically know how long that would be. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It depends on how old the Bible is. I suppose. Oh my God. Making for some great podcasting here. For our listeners. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 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 A picture oh, yeah, was just so shared so to our group chat. Of, <laughs> a yes. very helpful diagram. Yes. Yes. How but, far to... to how far away to stand to leave room for the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure one of us will post it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, geez, I don't know. Um. I mean, I do have something I want to do, but it's an alone activity, and it's not probably going to happen until, like, at night. Okay. So is there anything anyone wants to do with the rest of the daylight, then? Old Morgana uh, is still an option, mm. though you do not necessarily have to pursue that. Why did we want to see her again? I can't. I can't even remember. She was. She was like the the one of the people in town that Cherish was like. Oh, she might know things about like Arcana. She knows magic stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, magic she knows stuff. magic stuff. I also yeah. heard hmm. that she may give fortunes. She may tell fortunes. That could be fun. Yes. Do you have any books? Does she tell fortunes? That I is, she could. That she could is, do whatever she wants. That is a rumor about her. Mostly, um, Cherish, you know hearsay about old yeah. Morgana. 
Never actually met the woman. Kalkin has always attempted to keep you away from her for reasons that she never really explained. Yeah. Hmm. Might be reasons that <laughs> we could go find out. <laughs> Possibly. She um, wants to eat you. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah, let's do it. Let's find this old bird. Yeah, hey, I want to hear what her voice is, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <So>. What? <laughs> Metagaming reasons aside, would your characters <laughs> choose to go search out this old crone? The only reason I'm pushing it is because it was brought up last time. You ha- yeah. you are completely free to do whatever you like. Seems like it could be cool. Real? I mean, honestly, Grawl, it would not make be an out uh, an out there thing for Grawl to be like, I want to hear what her voice sounds like. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> he is that Apro- bright. Apropos of absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I think Cherish, after that conversation with Sid and getting the new duds, I think she's feeling a little bit better. Uh, Feeling a little bit more like, yeah. Yeah, I got this under control. I got this. Let's go talk to this bird. Okay. So, eventually you can track down just talking around the center green. There's lots of people out. And you can see that people are setting up pavilions in and around the central park of this place, getting ready for the party. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily the mayor's, like, private party that's happening on the plantation. As I've described in the past, there's sort of, like, three layers to this party. There's the party that happens just generally in the city, which is like a big cookout shindig. There's yeehawing and square dancing and all manner of hootenannies. That's all right. All right. Uh, There's the party that happens on the plantation grounds, which is a little bit more contained. It's kind of more wedding reception-y. There's certainly Mm -hmm. a lot of going on, but it's less debaucherous. And then there's the the mayor's private party, which happens on his estate, which is more the fancy hoity-toity types, where it is said that even more debauchery happens because they know how to serve mixed drinks there. Oh. <laughs> Rich people know how to get day drunk. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely true. Igor is a hell scene. of a bartender. Look, he is great at mixing things. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so you know you'll be going to the, the or at least you've been invited to the, the more central party and yeah. my point being with all of that was that there are still lots of people out in the center green right now setting up for the third tier party it seems as though people are, are wheeling out giant barrels made of ice that they're going to be dropping kegs into and uh, they're already Ooh. setting up pavilions and little bandstands um you definitely hear some grumbling, like, ah, they couldn't get members of the Bards Guild down here this year, and people are a little off-put by that, but there's plenty of local bands that are sort of stepping up, and maybe the music might not be as professionally well done, but it'll, it won't lack for enthusiasm. At least they'll actually be playing their instruments. <laughs> Just about to say that. <laughs> None of the townsfolk know that. I know, but we do. <laughs> But eventually you hear rumors that Old Morigana's Vardo was last seen near the northeast edge of town. Kind of approaching the edges of the plantation, but a bit more in a northerly direction towards the main road. Okay. 
Do you just head straight out of town on foot? Do you take your horses? What do you do? Far would it be on foot? You don't know. You just got kind of got a direction. You didn't really get a precise location. We should probably, like, since she's always on the move, it might be better to ride. Okay. Alright. So you go pick up your horses from where they were stabled. Yeah. And I guess, I mean... I think, I think Carrie just appears. Yep. Just walks just shows up. out of the side of an alley. There's a small little troop of children following him. Uh, uh, she walks up to you and gives you a look like, were you a sheep for an hour yesterday? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> are you uh, are you good? Uh, what you, a good girl. <laughs> you know the glory of four legs and hooves now. <laughs> so, mounting up, you head in the direction you last heard the Old Morigana's Vardo was located. Yeah. Mm, and the pants? Definitely a good idea. Absolutely. So, so many riding out of town, you see a site that is actually a very welcome one, and that is a caravan moving down the road. It seems as though the, the sun pass is open, at least to some extent. And mm. perhaps this caravan oh, was right behind you, at least by a, a day or two, because now they're rolling into town. And they'll, like, wave and greet you, and you can see that it is the same caravan of uh, priests and scholars oh, yeah. that you passed on the road. I was gonna road. say, is it those guys? It absolutely is. Sop. Well, they got through okay. Yeah. Does You're it, welcome. Does it look like no. they're missing? <laughs> does it look like they're missing any... I mean, I guess I didn't specifically count them before, but... Um, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like they've suffered any absolute hardships. Okay. Um, there is one armored figure on a horse. It looks to be that half-orc paladin that you'd mm -hmm. briefly interacted with. And you see most of them are walking along beside a cart that is being drawn by a, a what looks like a huge donkey. <gasps> um, as I pass the, the armored... Uh, half orc. Um, I I just want to shout, uh, "Hello there!" And I'll sort of look at you and say, "Hail and well met." Any trouble on the road? Uh, not much. It seems the sun pass was all cleaned up. We did run into a, a very coarse halfling, but uh, he passed us by. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, glad to hear everything was okay. Gave us warning of hobgoblins, but we didn't see any on the road. Cool. Uh, yeah, I just want to check in. Grawl, like, oh, God. <laughs> Fine road we're on. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah, I, Grawl, a non-hobgoblin hobgoblin, completely normal humanoid. <laughs> yes. Human men. Grawl, I have men, to ask, men. last episode, we established that you now have the Hat of Disguise. Mm -hmm. Have you attuned to that? Are you wearing it? I'm wearing it. Okay, so you've got your big new duster, your half plate, and a bucket hat on. Alright, cool. <laughs> yep. So cool. Fucking oh. idiot. Did we ever establish what color it was? Yes. Is it I yellow? Said, I said yeah. that basically what in my mind was an actual bucket hat that I owned as a child, what which was khaki 
with a navy blue band. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, it's classic. Awesome. It's a good look. I also owned another bucket hat as a child, which was lime green and had like a Hawaiian print on it. But I figured the other one was probably more like apropos. Yeah, no, this one it was definitely khaki. Um, okay, so yeah. Uh, other than that, the uh, the traveling group of divine Athenian members will just uh, nod at you as you pass along the road. Uh, um, one of them might ask, like, uh, we didn't miss the 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 birthday celebrations, did we? Oh no! Nope. Got about a day and a half. Excellent, and there was like Just at least five. one one scholar in the back of the cart going, "Woo!" Yeah, <laughs> this guy gets it. Party! <laughs> Just finished his finals. Yeah, his right. divine Athenian finals. <laughs> Went through his whole thesis defense, and now he's gonna fucking get smashed. the The final for a scholar of the divine Athenian is to name one hundred gods and their domains. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, heading out of town, I need you all to give me survival checks. Woo! Ooh, that's a... Come on. Ooh. What do I have? Ah, it's just regular old wisdom. <laughs> 17 for Grawl. Nice. 12. Come on, big money, no whammies. Eight. Uh... And I'm right in the center with 14. All right. So most of you are useless where this is concerned. You've never done much in the way of tracking or hunting. Grawl, on the other hand, has spent much of his life out in the wilds and having to fend for himself. This is a skill maybe you've not necessarily mastered out of any kind of training, but out of desperation. Hmm. Being alert of what's on the horizon will save your life out in the wastelands. But by that same token, you are the first and only person to notice the the cart that is nestled just behind a low hill off to the side of the road. Yeah, it's crazy. I just I saw the, tra- the 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 cart tracks, and there they are, and I followed their scent. <laughs> What's actually really interesting is that there are no cart tracks. What? You happen to notice the cart, but what you find curious is that there are no tracks leading to or from where it is placed. Spooky. Got some sort of chicken legs. There we go. It has wheels. Mm-hmm. Okay. As you break from the main road and head towards the cart, you can see that it is a large... As I've described it before, it looks like a huge, almost cottage on wheels. There's a large, sloped roof on the top. There are several windows nestled just underneath the eaves of that roof. It looks to be maybe like it's a story and a half. Like, maybe there's one layer in a loft up above where someone might sleep. It's a a tall cart, and it's all the more rickety because of its height. The wood it is made of is this dark, black, ebony wood. You've never really seen its like before. It's not charred or burnt. It just looks like it's black wood. Hmm. It has strange white flakes that run along its seam here and there. You're not quite sure what's holding it together. You don't see any nails or bindings of any kind that are holding the slats together, but the cart just is. 
Probably this is, magic. This is spooky. There is a weather vane on the top of it in the shape of a black raven that is moving just ever so slightly in the very mild breeze that is sweeping through here. It creaks as it shifts with the wind with a low. Terrific. And it makes that sound as you approach. Nice. You can see that there is a large door on the side of this thing facing the hillside, so you couldn't see it upon your approach. But as you circle the wagon, you can see it now. And the door is a bone white that stands out against the black wood. And it has a large brass knob right in the center of the door. Hmm. Uh, Do we see anywhere to maybe hitch our horses? There is a long railing that runs along either side of the wagon that could be used for that purpose. Looks to be a handrail of some kind. Great. Perfect. Hell yeah. Yeah. So we're going in. Cool, cool, cool. There's a, a low set of stairs that looks like it could be folded, but it is currently unfolded down from the door that leads up into the wagon. Well, I suppose we better knock. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. I'll knock on the door. Why do you, why do you get to? Because you guys had to hit your horses, and I just get off mine. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Striding up to the door, you (laughs) place your booted foot up on the first step or two, and with a mailed fist, just thunk, thunk, thunk. And there's no resounding knock when you hit the door. It's a muffled sound, as though the interior of this thing is full of something. So it's just this muffled, like, as you hit the door. That's weird. That's weird. And from inside, a cracked voice will shout out, I'm coming! I'm coming! Hold on! Hold on! And eventually the door will swing open as the other three of you are finished hitching your horses and coming around behind Tirza. And as the door opens, you can see the big knob turning and you hear this huge, like, from the inside of the door. And when it swings inside, you can see that the reason the door was kind of muffled as you were hit it is it's probably about a foot thick. Whoa. Whoa. Of just solid wood. But you can see that there was, like, a weird mechanism on the interior of the door that when the handle was turned, it's more like a, a hatch ceiling than an actual doorknob mechanism. Huh. This thing's waterproof? It's certainly tightly sealed. And again, you can't really tell what's causing these seams of this thing to be held together. It's not nailed or carpentered in any way that you can recognize, but the thing is of a whole piece. Magical flex seal. You got it. But as the door opens up, a cloud passes over the sun, suddenly making the area in slightly overcast. And the shadows creep across this door frame so that no direct sunlight seeps into this cabin, essentially. And you can see this slender figure, wraith-like, appearing on the top doorstep. 
its long, raven-like beak jutting out from a deep cowl. You can see skeletally thin arms coming up in front of it with long, clawed hands. You know that Aarakrokra are mostly feathered creatures. They are bird people. This one seems to have been moving well past its best days decades ago. And so molting, like, singular feathers are sticking out from the patchy flesh that come out from beneath its robes. And you can see its face is just a a patchwork of slowly degrading feathers that look withered. Their little bristles kind of turn to little skeletally thin lines coming out from around its huge eyes and around its beak. A good visual reference, I think, would be a Skeksis. I was literally about to be like, so so it's basically a Skeksis. (laughs) And as it opens the door, it will look down at the four of you and say, Yes, yes, I was expecting you, of course. But I count four. I thought there were supposed to be eight of you. And I think it is there that we will take our break. Our buddies. And when we return, we shall have a conversation with old Morigana. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about a very sensitive subject, divination magic. Now, spells that let you throw fireballs to blow up your enemies are all well and good, but... Where the real power lies, at least in my experience, has always been in the spells that let you know things. And for knowing things, you may look no further than divination magic. We've got your classics, like scrying or augury, things that let you see distant objects or people, or ask questions about the future. You have all of the detection spells. Detect magic, detect poison and disease, detect evil and good. Heck, there are very few things you can't detect with divination magic, including people's thoughts. Well, unless you're wearing a very special ring. And did you know that spells like speak with animal and tongues, you know, the one that lets you basically talk to whoever you want, are also divination magic? So not only can you get information for yourself, you can impart information on others, both people and animals. Pretty useful, especially if you have a monkey for a business partner. But there is something you must be aware of whenever you're using divination magic. There is always, always a gray area. There is something that you do not know. Your scrying might not show you the whole picture. The augury you ask of might be vague or slightly skewed from a certain perspective. The animal you are speaking to may have a different cultural understanding of what it means to give scritches to a very good good boy. So, no matter what kind of divination magic you are using, be sure to always take it with a grain of salt. There is information that you do not have, and while some of the revelations you gain using divination can be, well, revelatory, They're not always showing you the full picture. Think of it as bonus information. Information you wouldn't have had otherwise. So use it appropriately. Anyway, I doubt any of this will be useful or poignant in the near future, so we might as well get you back to the action. 
And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had done some more shopping, reinvigorating their exteriors so that they could feel good on the interior. We also had an emotional scene between two of our party members before they went off in search of Old Morgana, the Aracrocra seer living on the outskirts of town. Finding her... I'd like... Huh? Oh. Sorry, I was going to say, I'd like to point out that Grawl and Tirza were also having a highly emotional <laughs> scene. It's more traumatic than anything. He is getting dangerously close, very close to me. Like, I, I don't know what he's doing with that tape measure. <laughs> he could strangle me at any moment. At, at this point on Morgana's step, Tirza notices that there's, like, a little pink bow that's been tied into Grawl's hair, and she just, like, reaches out and takes it out of his hair like I got you bud Grawl does a very quick like like turn around like karate chop action <laughs> stuff in the air that's really impressive considering Tirza was in front um <laughs> yeah hey we don't worry about placing <laughs> so yes this mottled Aracrocra has opened the door, stared down at the four of you, and said something perhaps unexpected, which is she thought there would be eight of you. What does that mean? Well, there's a eight is, is two times two times four. Is, and right now we're only half of that. She says, I've been expecting the threadless, and yet there are only uh, three of you here. Where are the other five? Um, what? Three? What? Three? And she'll look at you, Tears in front, and then Cherish, and then Sid, and says, mm, Yes, yes! Three of you! Three of you, I count! Mm. Uh, uh, oh, it's the hat. It's Grawl? the hat. It's the hat. I'll take off the hat. <laughs> mm. And she'll kind of, like, lean to the side, and you can see her big... Uh, wide bird eyes back behind her beak are these milky white with red veins running through them. She is clearly blind, but she is looking behind you at Grawl, and she'll say, mm, Nope! Are you, are you sure? sure? I'm pretty sure... I come mean, in, come in! I can only keep that cloud going for a couple of seconds! Come on, get, get out of the light! <laughs> It was a very dramatic effect. I know, right? Yeah, really cool. <laughs> and she'll wave you inside with a clawed hand, and when she turns and starts moving inside, you can see out the back of her robes are these just withered wings with feathers just kind of dangling off of them, clearly useless for any kind of flight. <laughs> but she'll wave a hand and wave you inside, and you can see that the interior of her little cart slash cottage is lit with these low, dull orange flames. Do you enter? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't even I mean I'm a little I'm a little off put by this whole situation. But it's fine. Right. Hanging out with my friends. It's cool. <laughs> it's a Gucci fan. It's the ancient abyssal phrase. Mm -hmm. Yes. Walking inside, you all see that this place is a combination library, herb, 
repository, strange trinkets and oddments line the walls or dangle from hooks set on shelves. At the center of everything, there is a small table with a long, dark... You think it's black at first, but upon closer inspection, you can say that's just a very dark green tablecloth laid out over this table. And there is a crystal ball set at its center on a small little sconce. Behind this area, you can see that there is a small stepladder or roundabout staircase leading up to a small loft above you that presumably is some kind of private quarters or sleeping area. Mm-hmm. But there are several chairs all over the place. They're not all necessarily at the table. Some of them are by some of the shelves. There's one over by a small desk that is set up next to a, a very well-stocked bookshelf. There are, like... 10 or 12 books just all jammed into this little shelf that wasn't meant for that many. They're kind of piled on top of each other in a precarious fashion. It smells musty in here. But there is enough room for all of you. In fact, it looks like there's enough room for at least four more people. Hmm. Um, And whoever's in last, she'll say, close the door, close the door. Oh, do you, do you want one of the threadless to do it, or I don't do care it? who. Just make okay, sure I it's just, closed. I, I just okay. You got it. <laughs> Grawl, I'm assuming you closed the door. Yeah. Okay. Well, the crazy bird lady wants the door closed. It's getting closed. As soon as you close it, you can hear a chunk as the sliding rails fix themselves back into place. Uh, do it right. Moragana will totter around the room a little bit, lighting a few more candles so that the light in here is a little bit brighter. And she seems to be navigating this place perfectly, despite clearly being blind. And yeah, eventually, house. she'll move over to a large, poofy chair by the stepladder staircase leading up to her loft and kind of, like, settle down into it and kind of rustle what few feathers she has left and kind of, like, settle down just like, oh, oh. she seems really relaxed when she kicks her feet up and she pulls a lever and suddenly this recliner just kind of, like, scooches back and oh, she'll yeah. reach out with a hand and come come back with a, a cup that has some kind of frothy liquid in it and she'll, like, tip at it like a bird. Oh my god, awesome. I love her. <laughs> Just say. So, so, you. A little later than I would have liked, honestly, if you'd been here earlier in the morning. I would have probably been a, a lot spookier, gonna be honest. But, uh, there's a whole as- aesthetic I'm going for here, and this late in the day, though, whew, I'm pooped. I, I think it's pretty spooky in here. It's. Well, thank you, dear. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment, but you don't have to coddle an old woman. Uh, speaking of being pooped, do you guys have, do you have a bathroom? <laughs> She'll stare at you with her blind eyes and just say, "Does it look like we have a bathroom in here?" I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Making conversation. That's okay. Wow, that's making conversation <laughs> for you. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I, so tomorrow is going to be etiquette lessons for this cotillion. Yeah. <laughs> what? I do just fine, thank you. Oof. Well, I mean, look, I'm not going to judge who you threadless hang out with. Not going to lie, but uh, you you do what you do. All right. 
No, Grawl is one of the Threadless. Oh, I don't know. Am I? Am I? I don't know. You I mean, are. You we know you are. Yeah, I know that. And she'll say, no, he's not. I just don't understand how that's possible. And she'll no, turn she can to you. No, she wants. And she'll say, sit, sit, please. Everyone, make yourselves comfortable. Clearly, we're going to be talking about some stuff. I'll okay. And she'll say, no, no, no. There's only eight of you. I've seen it. I'm positive. Honestly, I'm looking at you right now. I can see it all. We've got, let's see. Um, yeah, well, Who do we got here? And she'll point over to Sid and say, we've got the hero's disciple. Yep, right there. She'll point over to Tirza and say, there's a serpent's conflux. Uh-huh. She'll point to Cherish and say, the two-flamed scion. Right there. And we're uh, missing the, um, let's see, we got the Chained Angel, the Fallen's Child, the Weeping Colossus, the Honed Beast, and the Broken Seeker. They are not here. Where are they? Well, um, and, I... and Cherish is, like, trying to, like, go through all, okay, um, uh, well, the, the Chained, uh, sorry, the Chained Angel. angel. Chained Angel, oh, that's um, gotta be That's gotta be Lucrezia. Um, yeah. <laughs> she won't be coming. <laughs> and and yeah. then uh I'm so sorry, you rattled those off very quickly. Um doesn't matter, they're not here. The the point of it is there's supposed to be eight of you and they're not all here. I was expecting eight. Are you are you wrong sorry? often? Is this is this a normal thing or is this a not normal thing? I'm never wrong. Hmm. Weird. Grawl, do you have the you have uh, the great swords strapped to your back, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's just awkward in this small yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. It keeps it keeps banging <laughs> on stuff and hitting sconces and Are you sitting uh, down with it on your back? No. I that seats seats are for the threadless. Oh my god, you're gonna be insufferable all day. I look good Lord. standing. <laughs> This is Duster and Taller than everyone. Well, yeah, I took the bucket hat off. Okay, okay. in an attempt to to be like, oh yeah, clearly, I'm being I'm in disguise right now. <laughs> I find like a footstool and I, I I give it to Grawl and like here, put your knee on it. You'll look very cool. No, I'm not doing that. Trust me, it looks beneath me. It looks really good. Well, no, we let, have... let, let me show you. To, I don't need it. Okay, Ignoring all of this, uh, Cherish is like, well, we have met them. and we well, I would assume you were all in the trials together. Yeah, but Grawl was there too. No, dear, you're mistaken. I, no, I, I'm not, not though, because I was there. Like, <laughs> He was definitely like, there. With all due respect. I'm going to need a persuasion just... roll. Okay. <laughs> Hey, 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 I just saying this. I want to hear what she has to say. And if I, you know, I just let her let her say whatever she wants. If she re if she reveals Ooh. that Grawl has never existed, I'm going to be. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Grawl, wait wasn't, if... Grawl wasn't in the trials, but Grawl so was. <laughs> was so oh, there. That's why. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's the chained angel. <laughs> <laughs> Everything makes so much more sense now. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I got and I got a 23 when you say that very emphatically she'll look at you with her 
weird white red blind eyes and say huh you know i'm not normally wrong about these things um hmm and she'll kind of pull the lever again and her chair will kind of like rock up to its more of a sitting position and she'll lean forward kind of like putting her beak down in this weird mealy liquid that she's sort of pecking at and then she'll smack her beak a couple of times and it makes this hollow, like, clacking sound as she's kind of tasting whatever it is she's eating. And then she'll say, Uh, give me a moment, if you will. And she'll turn slowly to look directly at Grawl, and then her eyes will open really, really wide, and you can see the red veins begin to pulse in the whites of her eyes. And then they'll stop and she'll go, <laughs> and shake her head, her beak clacking a little bit. And then she'll say, Huh. Um, well, that is odd. I, I apologize. Um, it does not appear as though you have a thread, my boy. Uh, I apologize. But, uh, you are not spoken of where these matters are concerned, so I I'm a little in off my game here. Sorry. I had this okay. whole thing prepared. There's this rhyming couplets, but hmm. I mean, we could still hear the. No, guy. no, I, the I time has passed. No, 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 we're past it now. If, um, if we got so hard, and I, if we were, if we were here this morning, would we have heard the couplets? Probably, but no. Shoot. But then there's this one, and there's no accounting for that. I mean, I can just stand off to the side. I'm pretty good at just like. Just push me off to the side. It's cool. You got any cool books? You were you were there for the trials. Yes. You solid. Yes. You saw the Skein Witch. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Do I have a story for you? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I hit... Such a good story. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Hilder met her, and she let out her, a long. Her cackling laugh when you say killed her. I was the one who mm. did that anyway, but... We all killed okay. her. It was a group effort. And she'll say, <laughs> um, no, no, you didn't. A gr I mean... It seemed like it. It seemed like it. I mean, we had we had the deck of many things. I oh, no, I... I and she'll turn to you, Cherish, and say, oh, I know, I, I am aware of the deck, and the fact that you're still carrying it is crazy let me just say that but mm -hmm. i'll figure it out fuck around <laughs> we should put that in the bag of holding in a special pocket if there's any more special pockets underneath a banana <laughs> just shove it in there under a banana no one will no, look for we, it here all, all the way at the bottom of the banana pocket <laughs> is there a bottom anyway, to the banana no, pocket that, yeah, i don't know if there's a bottom to it exactly <laughs> But she'll say, look, I know all about the deck of many things. I know all about the trials. It's all... And she'll tap her head with a talon. All up here. But, uh... Ki killing the Sane Witch is um, a little more involved than uh, just waving a deck of cards at her, dear. Sorry to mm -hmm. spoil that for you. No, I'm happy to be... I'm happy to... Well, I mean, in this case, not happy, but, I mean... I guess we didn't even really know if it would work. 
Oh, I mean, anyway, it, so it worked. You're all here. But uh, that creature is not dead by any stretch of the word. That's troubling, I suppose. Great. She's, um, what's a, a better word? Um, dispersed, I think, is a better word. Hmm. Do you know where she is? Oh, no. Okay. Only reason I knew where she was during the trials was because of the Threadless. So, uh, um... Yes? You said spoken of? Are... Hmm? What does that mean? I'm sorry. Um, what was your name again? I just know you as the Serpent's Conflux, but that's clearly not your name. Oh, yeah, I... Sorry, we... Well, that's super rude of us that we didn't introduce ourselves. She implied that she knew us, so it's it's really not that impolite. But we should introduce ourselves now. I'm Tirza. Tirza. Blah. Wonderful to meet you. I'm Cherish. Cherish. Uh, Sid. Sid, yes, of course. She'll look and over to I'm Grawl. Grawl, it is nice to make your acquaintance. You as well. Sorry, I'm a jerk. We were both jerks. There's apologies <laughs> all around. I take everything back that I said earlier. Uh, I like I like this woman. She's very, very nice. Wonderful home. It's beautiful. I like what you've done with the place. Excellent, creepy aesthetic, you know. Yeah, you're killing it, literally. The cobwebs are a really nice touch. Thank you. That's yeah. what I'm going for. Yeah, Most places don't have enough cobwebs. You don't understand. Those things don't go away quickly. They build up over years. Honestly, I just do it to keep the townies from bothering me too much. Mm. Yeah, understandable. But anyway, I I'm sure you kids have questions of one kind or another. Tirza, you are going to say something. I apologize. Yes, I mean, you said we had been spoken of. Mm. By who? Where? Well... Here, to answer the second part first, the who is a little bit more confusing, um, as ephemeral spirits that divine the threads of fate don't exactly have a singular name, per se, but uh, let's leave it at the fates. The fates. That's what I call them, anyway. I'm sure some hoity-toity in a library somewhere has a better name for them, but... Uh, <laughs> So you're a diviner of sorts. The, of sorts, yes. These blind eyes can see the strands of fate, or where they're not, as the case may be. All right. Also, Cherish does have her notebook out and is... <laughs> and uh, old Morgana will nod approvingly when you bust it out. Good, good. Firm note-keeping is a, a key to success. Yes, it is. But anyway. And she's like, and yeah, and she's also like flipping through it, like <laughs> trying to look for the stuff that she didn't have answers for, because maybe she can get them here. I am a seer, a fortune teller, a uh, purveyor of the arcane, though nothing so mundane as magical items. I can pull at the threads of destiny just a little bit here and there. Nothing so dramatic as what the skein witch can do, of course. Hmm. A little tug here, a little pluck there. You know, 
just nudge things along. <laughs> and we're supposed to be nudged by you? No, 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 my dear. <laughs> Not at all, Tirza. You are removed. That's the whole point. That's sort of why I asked that, was to lead into my next question of if you can, you know, see the strands of fate, and then then how can you see us, or... It is very this easy. This is all very confusing. <laughs> it is all that it is understandable. It is very easy to see the absence of a thing when it is expected. If someone came up to you without eyeballs, it would be the first thing you noticed. It's a fair point. That yeah. is true. Mm -hmm. Now the four of you and she'll kind of give a weird halfway glance to Grawl. Strangely enough, lack the threads of fate that bind most mortals. This is weird. Yes. Have the fates mentioned to you why that's the case? Doing what I do is more of an art than a science. I don't really go in for the whole accurate measurements of magical confluxes like they do up at the old mage's tower. Not really my bag. It's more about knowing the shape of things to come and predicting where the right things need to be to make that shape fit. If that makes any sense. Kind of. Barely. It's like a pattern. Like a pattern, she'll say, and turn towards Cherish approvingly. Like a pattern that you can see from a distance, and you know what needs to fit inside, but you don't necessarily have that piece in the moment, and you won't have the piece until precisely the right time. It's all about being in the right place to take a hold of that piece to fit it into the pattern. Like a puzzle? Also like a puzzle, sure. Oh. Let's just oh. continue to add metaphors onto this. Great. <laughs> I'm good at this. So so well, like her. it's a large tapestry, one might say. <laughs> well, more like a Tirza, do you want to do one now? Yeah. <laughs> the point is, the eight of you the four here, and... I'm sorry, math. I guess there's nine now. I'm sorry, eight was always the number I was working with. This is very strange. Well, what? yeah. One of, there is eight. One of them did pass away. Recently. It's just everyone, do everyone's eyes just kind of... <laughs> to tears <laughs> up? A little bit. Wah, wah. Uh... I'm pretty sure the others are alive, but... Yeah. Al alive or not, it doesn't make a ton of difference. Where they fit into the weave is what's important. Perhaps this passing was what was always meant to happen with that particular threadless. Perhaps not, though. It's difficult to tell with you. Because it is very difficult in this pattern, this tapestry to understand where the negative space should be. Mm. You are outside of the pattern, but you give it shape regardless. Hmm. 
what can you tell us about the mayor of this town? Oh, and she'll like her her the the beak can't smile, but you can see the 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 skin around the outside of her beak below the eyes kind of like crease a little bit in an Aracrocra version of a smile, where the eyes sort of just like beat up a little bit in what looks like mirth. And she'll say, I could tell you a great many things, but those secrets are not mine to divulge. He is a a good man at heart. Huh. He tries his best. Don't we all? <laughs> uh, only sometimes. I'm not going to lie on that one. Yeah. I mean, you always do, but Grolso, that's a different story. Yeah. Monster. <laughs> oh, so I guess there is nine. <laughs> <laughs> With Grolso. Um, uh, okay. Huh. I, w- I guess I wasn't aware that vampires could be good. He's given off a lot of really creepy vibes. I don't know. You have to understand... Yeah, he is a vampire. It is within his nature. Some things he cannot help, but he tries very hard. Okay. It is difficult to overcome a thousand years of hammered in... Boy, he's basically an archetype at this point. <laughs> it's difficult to overcome that, but he is trying. Hey. Okay. A for effort, right? Well, that's just... I'm, I, I am sure that is how the old mage sees it anyway. Yeah. Is, is Pyre Scale trying to be good, or like is that like a whole different situation? <laughs> I stay out of the affairs of dragons, young Cherish. That's fair. What little I know of Pyre Scale troubles me to my core, but... He right? has existed in this valley since the beginning, so... And she'll just give out a shrug, and when the <laughs> weird seer just shrugs, it's really off-putting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I-, I have a question that might have to do with the threadless stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, we had some experiences in both the ethereal and astral planes, and Troublingly, they looked almost exactly the same, which, according to my research, is not true. This is the thing I am here to clear up. There are many questions you have. Not all of them I have answers to, unfortunately. I see a great many things. I see the basic shape of the pattern. But there is one thing I can confirm for you, and that is... Well, it might be easier to show you. And she'll gesture to you, Cherish, and say, If you wouldn't mind, this... I'm going to show you something, and it is... It can be a little upsetting for those not used to it. Um, I've had my fair share of upsetting in the past couple of days. I think I can with it. Okay. Well. Thank you for, um, telling me in advance. Very well. It's definitely more. It's definitely more warning than I've gotten for the last couple of things that have happened. And she'll gesture you closer. Okay. And she will reach out a hand and touch you, 
and cast True Seeing on you. Oh boy. And when she does, your eyes suddenly lose focus, but can also focus on a great many things all at once. Uh-huh. It is a very, very weird sensation, as mm-hmm. you are not only able to see the material plane, but also see magic in its raw state around you, as well as seeing into the ethereal plane. Mm-hmm. Around you, you can see the magic radiating off of the items that each of your companions carry. You can see the strong, magical signatures of each of the forge-bound items. Mm-hmm. You see a strange thread connecting the different forge-bound items as well. You're not quite sure what to make of that. It's like a, a white line of energy that seems to link to the forge-bound items directly. Between the forge-bound... Between the items themselves or between the person and their own item? The items specifically. Are there, just for clarification, is there, um, is it just the three of them, or is there a line going off into the distance, presumably towards the gauntlet? Yeah. Or whatever, we don't know what it is. But... There are the three items you currently have right here, as yeah. well as a, what looks like a small pewter bowl over to one side. That you didn't really mm-hmm. notice because it was just part of the clutter, but you can yeah. see it connects to that as well. And there's a small web between those four items. Okay. What you see layered on top of all of that, in a very disconcerting moment, is that blue-gray porcelain sheen covering everything around you. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you cross your eyes and unfocus a little bit, you can see the regular world, and then when you unfocus again, you can see the ethereal plane. You can kind of shift back and forth depending on how you focus. It's a little upsetting, but kind of cool, honestly. Yeah. There's a third focus that you sense as well, and when you attempt to shift over to that, everything around you gets that sharp porcelain sheen as well. And suddenly mm-hmm. you see frozen versions of your friends. And you also see old Morgana frozen as well. A silver thread coming up from the base of her skull, shooting up into infinity. And then you unfocus again back to the ethereal realm, and you can kind of see ghosty versions of your friends moving slightly as well as old Morgana. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that the ethereal and what you think is the astral plane are basically the same, except for, like, a slight variation in their wavelength. Yeah. And that shouldn't be, based on all the research you've done. Yeah. Yeah. And you can hear old Morgana's voice as you're seeing all of this. And she'll say, Something happened 500 years ago. Well, 500 and change. But they say magic went mad. That's what all the old stories say, anyway. The fates tell a different story. 
Magic went mad, to be sure, but it had strange effects on what we know as the Weave, what we know as magic. One of those side effects was what you're seeing now, Cherish. The astral and the ethereal colliding, becoming closer to a singular plane, shouldn't have been possible, and yet you're seeing the evidence right now. Yeah. You all watch as Cherish sort of gets this weird look in her eyes, uh, going from their normal full color to having these lines of red crisscrossing in front of them. In the same way that old Morgana's eyes look. Hmm. And she'll say, unfortunately, I can only do that once per day, and I kind of figured the the two-flamed scion would be the best equipped to observe this phenomenon. I apologize. Jerry's for- just like, <laughs> Is there anything in particular that you're focusing on? Um, she definitely wants to look at Grawl's sword, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Grawl, you're still wearing it on your back, yeah, and standing? Yeah, yeah. What wavelength do you focus on? Astral, ethereal, or arcane? Cherish is a scientist. Can she do all of them? Like, not at once, obviously, but just go through them? Sure. Where do you start? Um, let's see. She already did like kind of an arcana check a couple like a month ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's. Th- start this is with definitely. <laughs> this no, is, I know. Yeah, this is different. I know. I know. Uh, but so she probably let's go from let's go top down. Let's go astral, ethereal, and then arcane. Okay. Give me a perception check. Lord. Sixteen. When you <laughs> Grawl, what do you do as Cherish kind of like leans in and looks at you with these weird eyes? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you what what are you doing? What do you want? I'm just I'm just looking at stuff. I have I have cool vision right now. I want to look at oh, every, me I want too. stuff. Me too, and I do that I do uh <laughs> my Eldritch uh, Sight. Eldritch Sight too. <laughs> ah super great. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I just want you to know the the look on Mike's face just now. He's I just know. like, what what? <laughs> Dear listeners, we're we we do so much to surprise him in ways that we never expect. <laughs> wow, Mike, don't kill in me. the astral sight. Yeah. You are trying to kind of like look behind Grawl's shoulder, specifically at the sword, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's sort of backing up and awkwardly leaning away from you, but then he says, yeah, yeah I have cool sight too. And God. there's this really disturbing moment where you see these skeletally winged moths crawling out from behind Grawl's back, crawling up his face and holding open his eyes as you see the pupils beginning to divide and divide again. 
awesome. Yeah, you sure do, buddy. <laughs> right? Super easy, too. I can just do it whenever I want. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does that hurt? Nah, it's easy. Okay. Like, look, look, like, like I can make it go away. And then I can do it again. Look. It's like so they, easy. they started crawling back and then they immediately crawl back up his eyes. <laughs> like 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 they had oh just God, all clocked out work horrible. and then someone's like come back. This is awful. Pretty neat, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's so great. I'm so happy for you. Do do uh do I see anything? <laughs> I mean you Reverse. cast you cast detect magic, so you can detect whatever mm-hmm. magic is around. Okay. Which you know that the 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 crystal ball on the table is really, really magical. Uh, Morgana herself is lightly magical, and there's a couple of oddments around the cabin that give off magic. The bowl cool. that you pick up on the pewter bowl, you can tell, is uh, highly magical. Okay. Do I see any cool books around? Anything on the shelves? You can tell that one of the books on her shelves is magical. Okay. Tirza what are you, what are you and Sid doing while this is happening? I I was literally just about to say to Lisman like, yeah, cool. And then the camera cuts to Tears and Sid just like, hey, <laughs> what's it's, up? I think Sid is like trying to flick like a piece of like trail mix or something into his mouth. <laughs> roll roll an Oreo down his nose. <laughs> uh, and I think Tirza like starts to say like starts to say something to cherish but then is like oh no no, no she has to focus <laughs> <laughs> and just like just like sits back down <laughs> Grawl, my question for you is do you let mm-hmm. cherish get a good look at your back and the sword well i mean it's like the only part that she's going to be able to see is just the handle because that's the only like right and that's what i'm saying though is when cherish is leaning forward trying to get a good look at the sword are you going to help her get a better look at it in any way or not? I, if she asks, otherwise she's just staring at me and I... Okay. Then you stare back. Alright. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, inspecting the sword, you just oh, see the creepy on. moth things when Grawl uses his Eldritch Sight. Uh, switching over to the ethereal plane, there is no sword attached to Grawl. Uh-huh. It's you bad. see a weirdly taloned hand with two long fingers, a low thumb that kind of stretches out, and a tiny little finger off to the side, just resting on Grawl's shoulder. It seems to come out of nowhere. I think that is, like, she's, like, trying... She, I think she's like, Grawl, Grawl, stand still uh, for a second. I, I... I'm not moving. And she tries to like peer, like move around to look at your back while you're in ethereal. Yes. Okay. Um, moving around, yeah, it's just that same ghostly hand. It seems to come out of nowhere, and even as you get a better angle on it, it just looks like it's an arm coming out of nothing and resting a hand on Grawl's shoulder. That's weird. What? Does my it, do they do something to my duster? Is there another ribbon in my hair? No, no. there's just okay. there is another ribbon. No, um, <laughs> get it out. But Cherish doesn't say that. No, um, 
No, there's, I'm, I'm looking at the ethereal layer and there's no sword. There's just this creepy hand on your shoulder. Huh. Oh. And as you circle around and see his back, you can see that it's just covered in brown green moths. Just from like the nape of his neck down to the small of his back is just a layer of them. Slowly, just like offhandedly rustling a little bit. Oh, it's that scene from Indiana Jones, but instead yeah, of tarantulas. Right? Oh. Gross. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and there's um Not. It's just a layer of bugs on your back. Cool. I mean they're moths specifically, I guess. Oh, oh they're just like a sheet okay. of them. Yeah, don't touch don't touch them. Don't touch them. Oh, I wasn't gonna touch them. I was worried yeah, they would no. fly away. Yeah, don't anyway. don't just those they're fine. They're fine. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure you're you're good. Yeah, you I got, mean, I didn't know they were hand. there. You got a creepy hand and like a, a half cape of moths, so I... Yeah. That's an ethereal. And now that yeah. you're looking directly at Grawl's back, do you go to Arcane or do you go back to Astral? Oh, or hell you... yeah. Okay. Um, switching I might switch back to Astral later, but who knows? Okay, well... <laughs> we're playing Calvin Ball right now. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, just because you don't know the rules doesn't mean they don't exist. It's true. Switching over to Arcane, you see the sword again, and it pulses with a dark magic. Uh, one you're not familiar with, necessarily. Though, as I've described before, it has similarities to the type of magic that the cultists have used. It's it's borrowed magic in some way. It's not inherent yeah. to Grawl. Yeah. Which, that like that's essentially what I got from the arcana check I made yeah. when he was having his issues was like, yeah, it ain't his. But it, what really is stand, what really stands out when you're in looking at the arcane, the weave of magic is the runes upon the sword. Yeah. They glow fiercely with a bright green light that is really dull in actual sight. You still can't read it, but... Yeah, right. They are far more noticeable through this vision. Yeah. And with this vision, I think you would also be able to tell that there are other runes in the sword that have not lit yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <Rune's face. laughs> it's good. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Again, you can't read them, you don't know what they say, but there are definitely, yeah. there is room for improvement. <laughs> nice. Oh, good. So good. So good. Doing anything else? Can I pop back to Astral? Okay. Uh, so, Grawl, you're just standing awkwardly as Cherish is sort of, like, moving around you and poking at your back a little bit. Um Old Morgana yeah. will turn to Tears and Sid and say, It's a very unique experience. You can't really blame the girl for going a little overboard with this. I, n- no, it's fine. Do we all have to go through this? No, 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 no. Who's no, no. next? No, like I said, I can only really do this once per day. Okay. Am I like, is this a test? I don't know. What? We'll see if you pass. <laughs> that would mean it's a test then, if there's a pass or fail. Well, sounds like a test to me. Grawl, I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you're gonna pass. Well, hell yeah, I'm gonna pass. I, I mean, think about it. 
cherish like is it is like focused at doing all this and focusing and just sort of absentmindedly is like it's not a test i mean it sounded like there was a pass fail you swick back there's a Tuesday catches girl's eye and winks <laughs> you're gonna I, pass I, I, okay <laughs> when you switch back to astral i need you to give me another perception check okay that's uh, 11. Okay. That's big sword. Yeah, it's a big sword. It seems as though the the strange coloration that you get when you're looking into the astral and ethereal planes doesn't really affect the sword as much. It's still the same blue-gray like porcelain sheen over everything, but mm-hmm. the sword seems less affected. That may be because the coloration difference isn't actually that big. It's got yeah. this dark gray metal to it anyway, but yeah, it's tough to tell. But you don't... It's It seems fine. Okay. Um, when you're done with that, old Morgana will say, are you done, dearie? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just uh, I get a little carried away. I... Understandable, understandable. Um, that can be a bit of a engaging experience. I know when I first gained the sight, I spent a whole day just walking through a field of flowers and seeing how their spirits interact with the different levels of reality. All very interesting. Oh, I bet it is. But anyway, and she'll snap her fingers and suddenly your sight returns to normal. Oh. And it's like coming inside into like low-lit fluorescent lighting from a bright daylight. Yeah. Wow. What'd you, what'd you see? Oh, um... I don't, think she, I don't think she mentions the moths pulling his eyes open. I don't... <laughs> I don't think she does that. Um, uh, it's just... Uh, well, and... There's, like, a lot of, of runes on your sword that... Yeah, there's, like, what? Like, four, four of them? Well, yeah, those ones... And those ones light up. Um, when I'm looking at like the magic, um, which is pretty uh, cool. What does it say, dude? I, I, like I don't know how. It just says like, uh, like stuff. You don't want to be more specific than that, girl. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't. Is, I don't know what it is. Decept- just just like, is based this- based on your words, you failed your deception yeah. check. <laughs> this was the test. This was the test. This was the test. <laughs> Uh, come on, deception. I guess deception not... versus everyone else's insight. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Okay, this is not gonna go well. Come on, all you f- botch, do it, <laughs> do it. What did you roll, Reed? I rolled a ten. Yeah, I got a fourteen, son. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I got a twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> You rolled too good, it cycles back around to a two now. Yeah, it's it's weird how that works. And mm-hmm. my bonus is so high that even though I rolled really bad, I still got an 11 and still beat <laughs> So everyone sees through Grawl's bullshit. It's, just like, it's fine. This is so on character that it's fine. <laughs> okay, fine. 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 It says Mott. Great. Cool. Y'all happy? It says Mott. Okay. None of us know what that means anyway. Yeah, and I don't think... Old Morgan will go, nope, no idea. 
All right, cool. Same boat then. Yeah. But there's more. There's but there's more, I mean. Like like the ones that say Mott, they like shine really bright uh-huh. in, in the magic. Um, but there's more that are on there that they're not lit up. And they don't seem to be on the sword anyway. Can you write them down? I don't know. I'm probably going to be some sort of intelligence check. <laughs> that would be... Yeah. Give me just a straight intelligence roll. Yeah. That's uh, a 17. You, like, nod your head and say, yeah, yeah, I think I can write them down. And then you, like, bust what? out a, a piece of your Probably. notebook and start writing and you, you, you try to write it and, like, you think you get the lines, like, halfway there and then you just shake your head and you, you try one more time and, like, you're trying to reproduce something that has... Every time you write it down, you think you're getting the lines right, but the meaning isn't there. And Grawl, as you watch Cherish trying to reproduce these abyssal runes, you can already tell it's nothing. It's chicken scratch. It's nonsense. Uh, don't worry about it, Cherish. It's like, it's like uh, someone I... seeing a sign in Cyrillic and trying to reproduce it from memory after seeing it for one second. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You... Don't worry about it. We'll figure it's... it out some other time. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it's all good. Old Morgana will say, at least now you can see the issue. Yeah, 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 guys. Um, sorry, that forgot like the actual important thing that we're here for. Um, yeah, the yeah the the astral plane and the ethereal plane look almost identical. That shouldn't be the case. Exactly. At least not as far as all of our history and lore would teach us. And you say that whatever happened 500 years ago is responsible for that? And she'll shrug again and say, maybe. Maybe. I I wasn't around then, so I don't know. But is this, this isn't a new development then. It's been that way as far back as I've been around. You'd have to ask someone who's actually older than me (laughs) Uh, to actually know. So... If if it's been this way for since the valley's been around, then what's the problem? I don't know anything about magic. Fair enough, girl. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know if there is a problem. Again, I only see the vaguest shape of this thing, and I know that you all need to be aware of this fact. And the other five, four, five... The other thread list need to be made aware of this as well. What it will mean for the future, I'm not sure, but I know you need this information. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving it, then. Hmm. you know where we could find thread lists? Hmm. Well, you're looking for the other four? The other four you you need to find? Yeah, I mean, if we need to tell them that information. Canyon said they were going back to the tower, so... Well, perhaps, perhaps. Here. Uh, 
I'll do something... Well, I do the fake version for the townies, but I think we could probably muster the real thing. Everyone gather round, bring your chairs in, and she'll sort of <laughs> creak herself up out of her lounge chair and sort of waddle over to the table and say, bring your chairs in, bring your chairs in, come on, come close. Doing a good old-fashioned seance. Should we hold hands? Uh, to... If it'll make you feel better. I don't want to hold anyone's hand. <laughs> I'm good. I'm okay. so good right now. We're going to do some good old-fashioned scrying here, my friends. So, describe to me the person we wish to find. Um... At least four of them, so let's start with uh, any of them. It really doesn't matter. But I don't know any of these people, so the better description I have, the the better chances we have of finding them. Well, Camion is an Eladrin. Okay. Um, they have two hand axes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and a gauntlet. Uh, or was it like a gauntlet, or was it like a glove? As they're, it's like remember. a a, F- a Fletcher's glove. Okay, like a Fletcher's glove. They're forge bond. Um, the last time I saw them, they were in their winter form. Mm. Yes, Illadrin tend to be a, a little more elusive than some when it comes to scrying, as their whole personality can shift with the seasons. But they seem to be. Uh, they go to spring when they're um, upset or. Uh, nervous and fall when they're actually like being a normal person for for once who's nice and like talks to people um and they go summer most when they're fighting fighting. (laughs) wait you're saying this just happens at the drop of a hat yeah yeah well that is weird most Eladrin have to choose when to change their seasonal pattern, or it happens over the course of the year. Very rarely do they just shift like that on instinct. Camion does have strong emotional shifts. I don't know if that would... Perhaps. I don't know how much you know about elvish lore, but it might be worth looking into. But anyway, that's a good... Uh, let's see, uh, hair color... Uh, winter is white. Uh, green, right, uh, right, it changes, is... of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the description of the forge bond item should be very good. Um, let's see. Um, and she'll place her large clawed hands around this crystal ball, and she'll say, All right, everyone, I need you to focus on the last image you have of this Camion person. Please uh, tr- try to get it as uh, fresh in your mind as possible. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> Question, is it is everybody's chair thinking of it? Thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm assuming Sid is smiling much in the same way that Lisman is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm. okay. The crystal ball will begin to shimmer with this golden light that is flecked with little black lines moving through it. Old Morgana will swirl her hands around the crystal ball, and this image will begin to be projected around the crystal ball, almost taking up the entire table. And it looks like a a smaller, less impressive version of what the old mage could do in her study, but it 
seems to resolve into this grainy image of what looks like a tower. You don't know if it's the tower or just another big tower somewhere. In the distance, you can maybe make out some flashing light on water, so it might very well be the tower near Lake Quelio. But then the image falls away, and she'll say, Oh, drat! That one has a strong will. Sorry. <laughs> it's a surprise. They're somewhere in the north. That much I was able to determine. I believe that was Lake Quelio in the background. But no precise location, I apologize. That's all right. We we did know that they were heading up north, so mm. at least we know that they're there. All right. Um, w w which one's next? Valor, I guess. Valor. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, that is, is a good name. <laughs> Mike complimenting himself on the name he gave his own character. <laughs> That's what DMing's all about. <laughs> oh <true>. yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah. great. Uh, trying to remember. I mean, he's a what? He's a he skinned charcoal. Oh uh, yeah, charcoal. It's like a charcoal. And don't remember hair color. Um, his forge bound is a shield, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um. The more specific you can get, the better. Yeah, this is this is our, this is our test. Yeah, seriously. how well can we remember? I don't check my notes. Uh, he, uh, he's handsome. He's according very to Sid. handsome. He had he yeah he has like a. Sid, are you sure you, are, Sid, are you sure you don't really remember anything? <laughs> are you sure you're not constantly it's thinking all, about it's all, him? It's a little fuzzy. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, he has one fang that kind of like I comes down. Yeah, mm -hmm. makes him that. always look like he's kind of smirking. All right, all right. He's got uh, his horns are pretty uh, standard pretty. horns. They're petite. Petite. Which, <laughs> That's French. Um, which is an infernal word. Yeah. For standard <laughs> variety of horns. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah. Um. Or, what did his tail look like? Did we ever? Did we ever get that? Uh, it ends in a little like triangular. Okay, that's right. Classic. Oh, cool. Classic uh, triangular. Yeah. Uh, Italian chef kiss. Mm -hmm. Just the class classic. All right. So old Morgana will again swirl her hands around the crystal ball, and she'll say, "All right, focus on the last thing you remember about this person. Drawing on your memories here, kids. Come on, work with me here." <laughs> and the image begins to light up again, dissolving out of this golden light with little black lines to make the outlines of things. And you can see a series of dark hills beginning to resolve. You're not sure where they are. In the distance, you can maybe make out a long road over rolling moors. The landscape is vaguely familiar, but maybe a little bit more north of where the Dockmore was. You see, suddenly, the image snap into focus, and Old Morigana will say, Ha! Got him! And you see the figure of Valor 
flaming spear in one hand, shield in the other, waving people to run past him. There's no sound in this image. You see people, you're not sure who they are or where they're coming from, but they're fleeing from something, and Valor is covering their escape. Why is he so cool? He's the best. As the last of the people flee, Valor will look around with a stolid determination and then turn towards something unseen. He'll flip his spear around and then hurl it at something beyond the scrying. And then he will run following the fleeing crowd of, like, five people. And that's when the scrying fades. Mm. Oh, I hope he's okay. Mm. A fierce warrior, that one. But it seems the fight has come to him, whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Seems like that happens to a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> Might want to move him up on your priority list, but... I'm not going to tell the Threadless what to do. <laughs> uh, Judah right. next? Judah, yeah. Oh, Judah? God, I do not hmm. want to know where Delilah's. <laughs> That's just... Uh, we don't need to know where Delilah is. She's fine. Oh, good. Right. May, well, we might need to know, just... I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, hey, are we... Mm, I'm not going to bring that up. I'll bring this up later. Um, I... Yep. Yeah. You should bring that yeah. up later. Okay. Uh, yeah, Judah is a uh, a Minotaur. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from the south. Southern Minotaur. All right. Mm-hmm. He shoots lasers out of his hands. That was really awesome. Okay, that's specific. Dressed dressed some, in priestly garb. Some mm-hmm. kind of. I think you Monk said he was from a monastery of, uh, yeah. of some sort. Doesn't he wear a necklace of, like, large beads or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. All right, all right. Um, a very a very gentle spirit. Yeah. Mm. All right, okay. What was his forge bond item? Uh, oh. I don't know. <laughs> Mike, come on. <laughs> Sid should know this. Oh, yeah. Sid, give me a history roll. Oh, oh boy. Because, <laughs> right. yes, you did have a prison adventure with Judah. Ooh, not too bad. Uh, 13. Okay. You know it was something he wore. You know it was like an article of clothing of some kind, or a piece of jewelry or something. You, you just can't... Uh, was it the necklace? Was it the... Was it his hand wraps? Was it a belt? You, you, you can't... It was wrapped around him, but you can't... It was That was years ago. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was definitely a while ago. But yeah, I communicate that, yeah, I can't... It's the neck to the, the wrap on his hands, or... An old Morgana will say, well, laser minotaur, let's stick with that for now. Okay. okay. That's pretty specific. Um... And she will swirl her hands around the the orb once again, and nothing happens. And she says, whoa, 
Well, that's strange. Um, well. No need to fret. This isn't necessarily a sign of doom or anything, but uh, usually at least I get some vague image, but uh, this person must have an iron-clad will to resist a complete scrying. Uh, he, okay. You know, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I can see that. It's that or he's dead. Oh. Let's hope for the former. I, I, I could see, I could see him being able to. Yeah, he, he, he did seem very um, steadfast. Indeed. Well, Can... yes, Tirza. So you can't scry someone if they're dead. Well, if they're dead, they're generally not on this plane of existence, and scrying only gets you so far. All right. Uh, to Lila, then? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I suppose. She's right behind you. Oh, she's waiting <laughs> the whole time! She's upstairs taking a nap. Uh, <laughs> she, what if... God, and it just cuts back to all of us throughout our adventures, and Talila is just there. <laughs> following our wave of just, like, destruction, just uh, taking all the bones. Oh, God. Um, I, I'm not sure we know what her forge bound is either, unfortunately. Um, Tirza, you spent some time with her. Do you remember? Tirza, give me a history roll. I don't know that I... Yeah, this is going to be a tough roll. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talila is a mystery wrapped in riddles, drowning in sorrow. Does a 17 the... work, though? She was no. really attached to all of those bones. Yeah. Like, weirdly attached. To all of them? Is it a set of bones? Those aren't... You don't make those, though. Yeah, that's definitely not a I don't know what she can do. That's true. You can carve them and and stuff like that. Oh, God, is it George? Is it just... George is... The amalgamation of George? That's horrible. Why is she the worst? I love her. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... I that that seventeen means I remember every detail about our adventure together, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> what it comes down to is Talila, despite her like creepy exuberation for being around you, is not an open book when it comes to talking about personal details or revealing anything about herself. You're honestly unsure how her powers even work. Yeah. You know she's a magic user of some kind, but whether or not she's a sorcerer or a wizard or some kind of warlock, you have no idea. All you know is she's capable of animating George. Yeah, I mean, I mean that is a, a pretty fair description of her. She's yeah. accompanied by either a bag of bones or a giant bone golem. Uh, uh, actually, point of fact, George was about Talila's size. Oh, what? So like maybe a little bit bigger, like a dwarf sized as opposed to a gnome. But like, it... that's so cute. I thought he was big. No. So when he was like 
completely flaying fish people. It was, like, horrible to see this horrible little bone monster leap up on people and get into it like a Cuisinart. I love it! He just spins his torso and Tasmanian <laughs> devil blends people. <sighs> yeah, I think I we're, miss all, them. We're, we're all, like, saying all of the creepy shit that Talila's ever done in our presence and, and we're like, is that enough? Eventually Morgana's <laughs> like, alright, alright, okay. Creepy creepy gnome, got it. Alright, let's let's try this. Yeah. Um, she's swirling her hands around and uh, finally the image begins to resolve and you see a immediately familiar sight of the tap room of an inn you see the interior of the wandering rose she just and Talila is sitting at a table her little legs kicking off of a chair she is sipping something out of a glass with a straw and sitting across from her is Netta (laughs) what? That's not good. What? That can't be good. And they seem to be having some kind of conversation. <laughs> this is amazing. My two favorite people in the world. <laughs> that can only be bad for me. Huh. One gets you in life, the other one gets you in death. I'll always be serving. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what you amazing. see. And there's this shocked moment of silence. As <laughs> the least thing that any of you expected resolves in front of you. I I think Tirza starts to laugh and it's like just we like weird hysterical like <laughs> what the fuck laughter. Okay. That's... <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, she I seems mean, fine. I... Yeah, I figured she was fine, but this is definitely more mundane than I was expecting. Yeah, based on what all of if, you said, I was expecting to see her hip deep in corpses. If <laughs> anything, too. she she could have been on the other side of the scrying that we did on Valor. <laughs> we just don't know. <laughs> just wasn't enough bones. Well, I'm assuming you all know where that is based on your reaction. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. Back in Stormhaven. Stormhaven, yeah. Oh, gnome in the big city. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And the image will dissolve, and Old Morgan says, "Well, that's uh, that's that's four. You said the the fifth um wouldn't uh." Well, the implication I got is that she died, so... Yes, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, you said... It's definitely possible. For science. Guess it's worth a shot? Would it help if we had something that belonged to her? Oh, immensely. In fact, that would simplify things a great deal. Cherish kind of looks, I just looks <laughs> over at Tirza. Whip out the chains and slam them down. <laughs> and uh, then you show the lance still covered in her blood. Or the... What oh! What lance? Whatever. Uh, 
Medusa doesn't have a lance, you guys. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, Elliot and I were just talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah I, I'll take out the chain. Okay. And I'll... And you kind of like chunk it onto the uh, the table, and old Morgan was like, "Oh, oh, oh my! Chained angel, indeed." Um, yeah. Yeah, little. It's an apt name. Well, these belong to her, you say? Well, all right then. This will make things a lot easier. Um, no need to focus this time. This is all on me. She'll grab the chains in one hand and sort of just like feel the weight of them and just. Kind of looking at their barbed nature, like they're nasty implements. Yeah. And she'll go, Ugh. and then she, with her other hand, she'll wave it over the the scrying stone. Oh. And the image suddenly resolves. Oh, great! It is somewhere underground. It is Say like a tiny lit box. by flickering torchlight. And you see a line of bodies chained to a wall. Ugh. Almost all of them have brands of one sort or another. Most of them look dead. And why they're still chained to the wall in this state you don't know. But at the center you see the limp body of Lucrezia. Her brand on her chest just above the sucking wound that was in her sternum as Tirza's lance pierced her against the wall. And you see her chest barely Rising and falling. Oh, great. <laughs> I can't tell if Olivia has muted herself on purpose uh, because she is screaming so loud or what. <laughs> but, yes, uh, the okay. image dissolves and old Morgana says, Well, nine it is then. Huh. I question. Question. Can we use this on anyone? If they can be described, perhaps. I'm running oh. out of charges on this thing, but um. Oh, okay. Well, I think we all all know this one very very well. Uh, any anyone feel like uh, checking in on our good good friend, uh, Doctor Phineas Feinbrook? Oh. See where that see that where that little fine fine little lad is at. <laughs> hmm? You you don't think he would have taken countermeasures to being? Dude, I don't know. He's pretty far up his own ass, so maybe he thinks he's great. Maybe they are descry on. Maybe it's a two way street. <laughs> I'll say this much: I can do this one more time before things start getting risky. So. Okay. Oh, want well, me to do does this anyone, again? Does anyone else have have anyone they want to check on? More than happy I, to I, help. I, I don't care about him. The only other person that I want, I would want to check on, is with Talila. Apparently, <laughs> they both seem to be doing good. Yeah. I. 
I, uh, no, I don't know what she looks like, so it wouldn't matter. Well, um, if that's all, I'm happy to help wherever I can. Any other questions you might have? Or maybe, uh, like I said, one more scrying, perhaps, but then that's it for the day before things start getting really dicey. I'd rather not lose my crystal ball. Fair enough. I don't think there's anyone else we need to check on, so we might as well make use of this. Tiny man. Some sort of tiny man? Oh, very tiny, very wee. Very breakable. <laughs> some, some kind of halfling or gnome? No, he's just no. a guy. He's... Yeah. Just a a guy. I I think I think that Grawl means tiny man, more like tiny of spirit and morality. Mm. Okay, no, well, very very small. She's slowly like pushing the chains back towards you, Tirza, in like an <laughs> no, awkward. Can't see away from me. <laughs> no, I yeah I. Sorry, I should have explicitly said, but I think Tirza like wraps them up right away and puts them away. I don't I don't want to look at them. I'm going for spooky witch, not torture chamber. That's fair. Yeah, can't blame you there. Um, Grawl, do you have anything of his? Would, Would the feather any? work? Would a gift yeah, from him work? Yeah, I don't have anything. Yeah, I mean... Presumably this feather can just send a message to anyone, but he did give it to me. Maybe had I don't... It, might. I don't really, like, want to talk to him, so, like, if it gets dissolved in this process, then that's fine, I guess. I mean, if, you pull out, if you pull out the feather token, Old Morgana will say, mm, I think that's been in your possession a little too long, unfortunately. Mm, that's fair. I think we all probably remember what he looks like. Yeah, I mean, he's... Like I said, I just need a pretty good description, and that can usually do the trick. Okay. Uh, my, my mental image of him is a little tainted, so, um, by hate, rage, and pain. So if anyone else wants to go, that'd be great. Clearly. Just like a single pat on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. So if you, all together, you could probably describe yeah. Phineas Feinberg pretty easily. Yeah. Human man, yeah. slightly balding, uh, thin, uh, mustache, little, uh, pair of glasses. Yep. glasses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. And all in all, just an atrocious human being. Smarmiest. <laughs> I still think he was fine. We've explained this to you <laughs> so many times. How? I just How mean, girl, no, 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 bleed from his face. I just meant like physically meeting him. He didn't seem particularly smarmy to me. I hate his guts now, but that's only because of what you guys have told me, not because of his attitude. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah, I'm kind Next of in that time. boat too. Yeah, <laughs> great. I thought it was funny that you guys are so mad at him just because yeah. he like outsmarted us. I mean, he he, he made girl bleed, so I'm gonna yeah, kill yeah, him. Yeah, that part is but... obviously not not cool. He also told me he hates children's laughter, puppies, and like <laughs> like just Wait, a, girl. A, a horse I'm pretty sure you hate children's laughter. <laughs> That's not true. I've only heard it a couple times. How can you hate something from just a couple times? Let's just say you don't encourage it. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Scry, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
such a bad idea. Her crystal ball is yeah. going to like explode or something, and it's going to be our fault. I want his brain to implode. I don't think that's going to happen. She takes the description and starts drifting her hands around the crystal ball yet again, and the image is slowly resolving into something. And I need everyone to give me perception checks at disadvantage. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Not too shabby. I got a 19. 19. I got a 3. 3. <laughs> Elliot, I'm guessing um, a botch is what happened oh, yeah. over there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you betcha. Uh, can, uh, I got a 13, but I'd also like to use saving face and add, uh, <laughs> add more to that. I'd add at least three to that. Yeah, that makes I, it a... I would say old Morgana would count as an ally, so you could probably oh, add, yeah. add cool. four to this. So that bumps you up to 17? Oh my yes. god. Okay. Yes. Ah, oh, that turned down. Sid, for, yeah. for half a second, you see the balcony overlooking the bottom floor of the called shot. And then everything turns into writhing shadows. You see weird... All of you see this. Writhing tentacular shadows begin rippling across the surface of the crystal ball and then begin spreading out along the table. The flames inside the carriage, the lanterns that are lit, begin to snuff one at a time in a counterclockwise <laughs> circle around you. The last one behind old, old Morgana stays lit but suddenly turns blue. Awful. This is why you don't fuck with seances. All of the rippling tentacular shadows are now drifting away from the crystal ball, pointing directly at Grawl. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right. That's him. And a what? voice says from the center of the crystal ball, resonating from the breaking glass as the ball shatters. No! <sighs> So nice of you to reach out. Grawl. What? Oh, come on. I, I didn't I didn't know this was going to happen. All right. I didn't know. Anyways, she just anyways, said that she didn't want to <sighs> I know that, and I feel really bad about it. Grawl. Uh anyways, yes. Does a 17 hit your AC? Yeah, it does. Fuck this guy. Tirza, does a 21 hit your AC? Jesus Christ! Yes. Yes! Sid, does a 14 hit your AC? Uh, no. Okay. Cherish, a crit definitely hits your AC. Uh, it super does. Oh. Ouchie. And let's see if it hits old Morgana. It explodes into three feathers, all three no. of them that are left. It's, it's probably the broken glass. So, you yeah. all take seven necrotic damage, except for Cherish, who is taking who takes a jillion. 25. <laughs> yeah, woof. Wait, even Sid? No, Sid dodges. As this explosion of tentacles made of shadow erupts from this shattering glass ball, whipping at all of you with this sickening energy that makes you just 
kind of dry heave for half a second. Old Morgana lets out a shriek as she stumbles backwards. I don't know how many hit points she has. Let me look that up real quick. Do I take 25 total, or is it the 7 plus 25? It is 16 plus 7, so 25. Or, okay, okay. Um, no, 23. 23, yeah. Apologies. No, you're good. Um, okay, yeah. Old Morgana is not immediately killed by this, so that's something. That's, um, that's something. Oh, good. She... What? Do you understand why I don't like him now? Look at the kind of pain he inflicts on others. And as soon we as reaching out. this happens, and as soon as the ball shatters as these tentacles ripple out of it, all of the lights in this place go back to being normal. See? See. Are the tentacles gone? Yes, they're gone. It seems as though he was reaching through the crystal ball, and as soon as it broke in that last big attack, uh, his connection was broken. Um, I'm... Is everyone okay? I've, I will... Yeah, is old Morgana looking bad? She, she is, like, slowly picking herself up, and she says, What a thoroughly awful human! Yeah. yeah. Is, is he human? Like, what was that? I, I don't think that's him. I think he's like me. I don't know what he is, but you shouldn't be able to reach back through a scrying like that. That's not... This has been a day for things I did not think possible. I am not a fan. How much was that crystal ball? It... Cherish... My dear, that crystal ball was an heirloom. You're not going oh, to be gosh. replacing it very soon, unless you know oh, some God. kind of magical items dealer of some kind. I mean, I, I do. That's why actually, I asked. Yeah, we do know somebody. Oh! Well, that's convenient. Um, it is, actually, very I, convenient. I've never had it priced. I was never going to sell it. That's understandable. Um, do you have access to bananas? We do. Uh, I pull out a banana. Apparently your friend does. Well, yes, we do. We're frequent customers. Um, uh. <laughs> this will all make sense briefly. Very good. Are we, go are we going back? Well, we don't have to go back. We can give her that business card, though, if you want. Uh, yeah, hand her, the, hand her the card. She'll kind of take it in her taloned hands and flip it over and goes, Oh, very curious. And you'll say this person might be able to replace my crystal ball? Probably. He's got a lot of magical things. Mm -hmm. Imhotep Duskwalker? That's it. Yep. You got it in one. Just like that. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll try anything once. <laughs> She'll, like, take the oh. banana from you and kind of like, oh, I've done maybe, stranger things. Maybe, maybe... Uh, Tirza, would you mind giving her a little? Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I will give her. I will give her a little. <laughs> Lay on hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I will do. Um, I'll do like twenty. Okay. Um, she's like, oh, and you can see like some of her feathers like visibly regrowing a little bit. <laughs> she's like, oh. You got the stuff, girly. 
<laughs> some of that juice. Oh, some, juice. some of that sweet paladin <laughs> goodness. It's the the uh, drug from fuck that Jason Statham movie where he has to keep his heart pounding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will. I will also cherish. I'll do another fifteen on you. That'll oh, be that would be of, the end of mine. The end of my lay on hands for a second. Old Morgana will say, "Well, that was utterly awful. So, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, oh, take a nap. If y'all could, yeah, of yeah, course. yeah, of course, yeah. I'm, again, I'm so sorry. Um, no, no, I mean, not your fault. Well, I mean, it is a little bit your fault. Yeah, but I'm just glad I could help and play my part in the bigger picture." Okay. <laughs> I guess we go. Yeah. It was a pleasure meeting uh, all of you, and uh, if you if, if you ever come by this way again with any more of the Threadless, I'm sure I'd be able to help them out as well. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, I think I think right before we leave, like as, as she's leaving, Cherish is like, oh, and when you when you do the ritual, uh. A, a small monkey will show up. Just follow him. Okay. I will follow the small monkey. <laughs> Goodbye, Morgana. <laughs> Wait, so is everyone outside? Or, or, like, where are we? You're beginning to troop outside, I think? Okay. Yeah. I'll... I'll bring up the rear. All right. Um... As you're leaving, Grawl, as you're the last one out, a, a clawed hand will reach out and touch your elbow. Not grabbing you, but just like giving you a light touch. Yeah. Okay. Good, because I want to ask her a question anyways. <laughs> this works perfectly. So you turn around as Morgana mm -hmm. is directly behind you. A lot less kindly than she was with the other three inside. Okay. And you turn towards her. Mm -hmm. And she says, No matter what the girl saw, you're not one of them. One of what? You're not a part of this. Uh, okay, well, this answers my question I was going to ask you. Was that just pleasantries in there saying, Oh, I'm one of the Threadless? That's what I thought. The fates don't speak of you. Whatever you are, you're an anomaly. Well, best be going. Indeed. Have a pleasant day. Sorry about your crystal ball. And she won't, she won't say anything else as you leave, and the door will close behind you with a large chunk chunk. And as you all untie your horses and begin mounting up on horses or reindeer, uh, you see the cart begin to just slowly begin to move. Just like with a low, dull creak, it begins rolling away uphill at first, until it reaches the crest of the hill it was hiding behind, and then slowly rolls down the other side, as if to cross the road. 
And as you come out from behind the hill on horseback, you watch as it just trundles off into the distance, this black cart disappearing around another hill opposite side of the road. Moving as if drawn by invisible horses. I feel bad about the crystal ball. I do too. Yeah. That's that I don't I don't think that was our fault. No, I if mean, anything not. it was Yeah. We didn't Entirely. know that was gonna happen. Yeah. That's true. I I just wanted to make a good first impression. Yeah, I had more questions. Oh, well, we should... I... I still have to go to the bathroom. Uh, it, I, we, it would have been weird if we stayed. She seemed, <laughs> you know, out of it. Also, Grawl, you can pee wherever you want. Yeah, okay. We're not gonna, we're yeah. not gonna judge you. Yeah, I know. We're out in the... I'd judge me, though, so, I mean... Back to town? I mean, you could... We could all turn away. It's not a big. Yeah, deal. I know. I'm not. I'm not discussing this right now. I'm, it, this is a thing stand behind your horse. Uh, no, I... Nope. Nope. Aiden doesn't need to see that either. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to be polite now. It's a new thing. I'm trying. Okay. 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 It's fine. Whatever. Um, yeah. Let's head back to town. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should we not? Be staying at the called shot, do you think? Nah, bring that, bring it on. Sid was the only one to see that. I mean, oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, haha. <laughs> uh, he was definitely at the called shot before the whole whoosh. Wow, that is a complete surprise to me. Do you think we should not be <laughs> staying at the called shot? Probably not. <laughs> So it's just so funny that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, don't uh, I I think you're probably welcome to stay with us, but again, we don't have a lot. Like it's just Calkin's room and my room. Is my bed still there? I think, I think you probably stayed in like Calkin probably stayed in my room and you were probably in uh -huh. hers while you were convalescing. Such such good hosts. <laughs> if anything, Calkin slept out by the forge on like a big yeah. bunch of sacks of hay and stuff. So you there. Oh, glumph sorry. back towards town? Yeah. Alright. By the time you're rolling back into town, it is beginning to be sunset. That adventure took you a couple of hours to track down the the Hervardo, and then get out there and then come back into town. By the time you do, the streetlights are beginning to light up, even though there's still a little bit of sunlight left. You can see there's kind of a general party atmosphere in the air. Nothing's going crazy, per se, but there's definitely a sense of heightened revelry. You see a lot more open containers out on the street. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Out in the center green, you can see a band is starting to just, like, do some... A jam sesh kind of practicing. Nothing as coordinated as music, per se, but they're definitely tuning their instruments and uh, it's a, a yeehaw or two thrown in for good measure. Nice. Hell yeah. So where do you go? Alright, if he's in there, we could all take him. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're not. I'll take him. I, I don't or know he, that we could. Yeah. He already burned one of his spell slots. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but. Bro, no. what are you talking about? Nothing, nothing. It's been a long day. <laughs> There's plenty of inns. We could also just stay at another inn. This is the nice one. It is the nice one. I mean. Point of fact, there aren't a ton of inns in town. There are a ton of saloons in town. There are bars. As far as inns go, there are a couple, but not a ton. Is this the nice one out of all of them? This is the one where travelers stop, yeah. Okay. It's the it's the first one that greets you on your road into town. Okay. There are divier ones. And then there are also, like, hostels. Bunkhouses, essentially, where you can rent a bed and that's it. And they're a big exposed room. I don't like that word, exposed. Well, it's just like, it's all a communal room with a bunch of beds in it. It's not individual right. rooms to yourselves. I think that was Grawl saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't think we should go back to the cold shot, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you should get your stuff at least, but... Yeah? Do I... I'm assuming you, you didn't necessarily take, there? like, your bedroll and, like, oh, yeah. no. rope and, and like, adventuring gear. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And we can put all of it into the bag. True. <gasps> have we put it in the bag yet? There's nothing in your no, bag of holding it. We have not put anything in the bag. Uh, okay. Infinite bananas. <laughs> no, that's true. Though that is in a side pocket. There's a there's like the large satchel part where you can actually put stuff in, and there's a side pocket on the back that has bananas. How many bananas? You don't know. Rations. Well, if you think you can completely subsist on bananas, sure. If monkeys can do it, so can grow. That's a challenge. They don't though. What do you think happened to those big ants? He ate them. He's good on protein for years now. <laughs> he ate the exoskeleton and everything. Probably. So where do you go? I think get our stuff. we go get our stuff. Go back mm-hmm. to the cold shot. Uh, I should probably tell Shikar that we're not going to be there anymore. Okay. Heading back to the cold shot. It is an uproarious place, like always. You come in right as a, a bar fight breaks out into the street, spilling through the swinging double doors, and like down onto the street, just a tumbling, flailing ball of fists and kicks and headbutting. They seem to be having a good time. Moving up the stairs into the place proper, you can see that the reason they maybe spilled out onto the street is because Rosanna was wielding a very large crossbow and pointing it towards the door. I get very uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, I'll wait outside. I feel very comfortable with this. I'm going in. Okay. Grawl goes into the cold shot. Cherish waits outside. I'm... I'm going to go in, too. Okay. Sid, you go in? Yeah. Okay. Grab my stuff. Oh, I, and then I poke my head out. It's like, Grawl, do you want me to grab your stuff? Grawl's, well, Grawl's He's the already first one. In. Oh, no, yeah. no, sorry. Yeah. Who, who's, who's... Cherish. Cherish is staying outside. Cherish. 
Yeah. Trish, you want me to grab your stuff? Uh, she doesn't I have, have any stuff. <laughs> do you want me to grab you a drink? I, I like. Do you want me to <laughs> grab you a drink? That's a more important. Yeah, that's what I meant. You want me to grab you a drink? Uh, no. Um, no. Okay, okay two for me. Thank Great. you. No. Ted, get one for me. <laughs> okay, wait. You're coming in. I know, but I'm not going. I'm. I'm not going to the bar. <laughs> okay. Grawl. Yes. As you move in through the swinging double doors of the called shot. Uh-huh. Your feet feel as though they are touching broad flagstones. A strange uh-huh. sensation of shelves that you can't see just beyond what you can touch. And then as soon as you pass into the bar proper, the feeling passes. Turn around and look at the door. There's nothing there. Peter is such a prick. Yeah, um, above you is just the the second floor. the The balcony is above you, so there's a bit of a ceiling here. But lovely, absolutely terrific, just a great time. I know he's here. I know he's here. I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> just through like like clenched teeth. Just where are you, tiny man? Well. Okay, Grawl, I'm going to go check us out and get my stuff. <laughs> Tears yeah, are like... Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. So the rest of you go to your rooms, grab your gear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Head up to the third floor, go grab your gear. Uh, turn your keys back into Rosanna. Uh, I will also stop by Shikar the Binder's room and knock on his door. Okay. Knocking on his door... Elicits no response. I don't have any paper. I'll leave a message with Rosanna. Okay. What message do you leave? It's just if he asks for us, um, we're in an untenable uh, situation here and we have to go somewhere else. And I'll be in contact. Okay. Rosanna jots down that message and tucks it into her uh, cleavage. Hell yeah. Nice. And I'll uh, toss her, like, some money for that. It just seems nice. Yeah. She was more than willing to help you out, but she appreciates the tip. I do tip, you guys. (laughs) That meme was was wrong. (laughs) So... As you all gather your things, you jam what you can into backpacks, and if do you throw a bunch of it into the bag of holding? I feel like we should be together when we, <laughs> we put our very first thing in the bag of holding. Yeah, Cherish, we just meet outside. You are alone outside while all of this is happening. Yeah. I'll say yeah. that probably like. 15 minutes maybe pass because you have to fight your way through the crowds, get upstairs, get rooms unlocked, gather everything up, get a message to Rosanna, turn in your keys. That takes a little time. Yeah. Cherish was just like, I would just be in the way. Okay. So, waiting outside, it is a crisp winter night. Though the the party atmosphere definitely warms things up. You see many people have rosy cheeks, not because of the cold, but because of the drink. Mm Mm-hmm. The fight that you were left outside with, sort of rolling around on the street, eventually breaks up, all of them going from, like, 
crushing bear hugs to drunken, sloppy, like, brotherly love hugs. Yeah, um, it happens. Apparently they all had a very good time. Slapping each other on the back, they all go their separate ways. It seems as though this was some kind of contingent of miners that was just blowing off some steam. If it was miners and plantation workers, they would have started drawing blood, but apparently the call shot got lucky. Yeah. As you're waiting for your friends, I need you to give me a perception check. Oops, that wasn't a roll, I just dropped the dice. I didn't even see what it landed on before roll I grabbed it. Roll with intent. That is my roll. <gasps> That's an ass one. Uh! Finally, a good perception check. <laughs> this is because I botched the last one. <laughs> the doors swing open behind you. And you see a fastidious man with pinched glasses, a smug look on his face, wearing a fine bowler hat, a tweed suit, with a, uh, a book tucked under one arm, coming down the stairs towards you. You don't know if he's noticed you or not. I mean... I'm purple. But I'm saying, with a nat 20, you definitely notice him first. Oh, okay. And you have um, a moment to do something. If anything. Is there, is there like, a, a a post or a column I can hide behind? Yeah, sure. There's, like, the, the side of the, the front deck of this place that you can kind of come off to a shadow on the side. Okay, I want to do that. Okay, give me a stealth roll. This is going to be the botch. Fourteen. Okay. Take a picture of this. Oh, great. He will stop on the last stair, look to the side, clearly see you, (laughs) tip his hat, (laughs) and then keep walking. Okay, well then I'm going to fucking... What are you? And he just keeps walking. As you shout at him. Can I throw a rock at him? Sure. Give me a dexterity attack roll without your proficiency bonus. Yeah. It's a 13. Uh, it bounces off... What the fuck off, is AC? It bounces <laughs> off his shoulder. And he kind of lets it out. But keeps walking. Grawls! <laughs> He's right there! <sighs> Damn it! <laughs> Do you stay where you are, Cherish? I'm gonna follow him. So, you follow Phineas Finebrook. As he moves yeah. out into the center green. Yeah. When the rest of you exit the called shot, Cherish is nowhere to be seen. Did I I didn't hear her calling over the crowd. No, no. absolutely you did not. not. 
<sighs> Cherish. Mm-hmm. Are you attempting to be stealthy as you follow Phineas Finebrook? Yeah. Okay. Has to know. Has to know. That's a ten. Because, <laughs> like, okay, so yeah, so I'm trying to be stealthy, but I'm also pissed. So. <laughs> Stealth rage. Uh... You follow him for a time moving from bush to bush in, like, what you think is, like, a stealthy fashion. <laughs> Just, like, moving from one shrub, stopping, you seeing him continue to walk. He's following one of the footpaths, leaning towards the center of the center green, towards the island gazebo, the memorial oh. of... the memorial yeah. of the mayor. Hell, I'd be killing two birds with one stone here. One's a bad, actually. And... You do a, a a fierce but noisy action roll over to another shrub. Yeah. <laughs> Poke your head up very inconspicuously. My horn, like like I I duck behind the bush, but my horns are still like visible. Right. <laughs> yeah. God. And you come up in time to see Phineas Finebrook just on the other side of the shrub, staring directly at you. And he says, can I help you? You didn't answer my question. I didn't feel as though I needed to. You know what I am. Just a simple human. Perhaps more informed than most, but nothing too outrageous. You literally just, like, did a horrible, horrible tentacle spell that, like, hurt us. Like, that's not... Like, come on, dude. And you can throw fireballs and fly. I don't see what the supreme difference in these things are. I'm like, I'm purple. <laughs> and I'm well read. I don't know what to tell you, girl. Why are you messing with Grawl? Because he has something that I want. Oh, here's you're one of those. Okay. If you must know, he has access to somewhere that I, I would like to get to very badly. And you think that making him bleed out of his face is going to make him like amiable to oh, that? Oh, oh no, that was just fun in games. I didn't quite know what he was doing at the time. I thought he was just some insect that had stumbled into our great game. But it seems as though he is something of an important piece on the board. So, I, I would apologize if he wasn't such a cretin. <laughs> I just... That's not how you, like, make friends with people. Like, I can get that you're smart and you think you're better than everyone else. And, because like, because I right, am better than everyone else. Because, right, I feel that. I'm, I, I feel that. But you can't just, like, be mean to people and expect them to, like, do what you want. Like, it's kind of not how that works. Like, underestimating people is just, like, makes you look like an ass. I don't think I've underestimated that rude fellow at all. If anything, I think I have 
perhaps not observed quite as closely as I might do to his brutish nature, and that is a fault of mine that I am willing to accept. But now that the truth has been revealed, well... What are you doing here? Honestly, I had come here to have a little bit of rest and relaxation under the auspices of your fine mayor, but uh, oh, now okay. I'm enjoying the local colour. I'm perhaps killing two birds with one stone, having a bit of a vacation, and maybe getting what I want. <laughs> How fine Brooke got his groove back. <laughs> Look. Yes? I just don't like you, like, straight up. Oh, believe me, the feeling is rather mutual. Okay, I figured. But, like, right, I'm not gonna try and murk you in broad daylight or whatever. <laughs> yes, of course. Unless you push me too far, <laughs> you <laughs> dill hole. <laughs> That'll show him. Yeah. That'll make him stop. I don't even know what I was trying to get out of this. I just... Look, I appreciate intelligent conversation. Your friend, Grawl, was it, uh, is a rather thuggish individual, constantly hurling insults and diatribes, not being productive in the least. I appreciate a dialogue. You're clearly the most intelligent of the bunch, so I appreciate you coming out and reaching out a more cautious hand. It is serving you well at the moment. Oh, the fuck it made me bleed from my face. I'm not reaching out. No goddamn olive branch. Yeah, no, fire. and honestly, Cherish is like, yeah, like, but I, I don't see. Okay, yes, uh, so stats wise, I am the most intelligent of our group, but <laughs> whatever that means. Um, but <laughs> you seem to lack the charisma, if you will, to realize that. I bet you he's got so much charisma, it's stupid. <laughs> the wisdom, then, I don't know. Uh, Strength, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to lack... No, my strength is also very bad. <laughs> you just seem to lack... the tact to realize that... <sighs> Frankly, I don't think Grawl's in the wrong for hurling insults and diatribes at you. And if... And if you don't... And if there's no olive branch to be found there, whether it's actually, like, making up, which I doubt you even want to do, or getting what you want, it's probably not going to happen. You made him bleed from his face. I don't blame him for hating you. An admittedly cruel side effect to my attempts at 
dissuading the boy, I admit. Do you think an apology would help at this point? Probably not. Hmm. Well, then I shall attempt other methods of getting what I want. Don't be surprised when it comes to bite you in the ass. Hmm. Perhaps. We shall see in time. I'm going to kill him. Anyway, it was a pleasure talking with you, and he'll extend a hand. I'm not touching you. <laughs> Very well. And he will just, like, lean over the bush and just, like, give you a gentle tap on the shoulder. as just, like, good for you. Step in the throat. Do it. In my mind, I'm talking to Maz. I'm like, I hate, I really hate that man. As he is leaning in, Maz begins screaming, Don't let him touch you! Oh shit, then can I not? Then can I not? Can Give I, me like, a reflex like, saving throw. Okay. Uh, Fireball. 17. You like, yeah. you squirm out of the way and he's just like... <sighs> and he says, Very well, very well. Try to extend an olive branch. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I hope you have a good evening. Enjoy sure. the revelry. And he will nod to you again, and then a line will appear behind him and open up in what looks like just a perfect rectangular square that is just wide enough to accommodate his width and just tall enough to accommodate his height. And he will take two steps back into it and it will close. So, I didn't want him to touch me just because, like, he's a skis. Uh, was there something else there going on? He is a magic user. He affects the mind. So many spells can be applied through touch. That's true. That's true. Good looking out. Your safety is paramount. The fewer influences on your mind, the better. It is your sharpest weapon. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm gonna get you like a dagger or something. Just, just when you're right up close. <laughs> something I got, sharper. I have a dagger. Maz is is letting you know that it's getting kind of dull. So, Cherish, you wander back out of the center green? Actually, how close are we to the gazebo? You, When you looked up, like, from your bush, you can see it. Um. All the better now that Phineas Finebrook is gone. Yeah, right. She wanders up to the edge of the pond, actually. Okay. Hands, hands in her pockets. There's that low sound of water in night. The stillness of a pond. But it nonetheless moves ever so slightly because that is the nature of water. Yeah. 
The sounds of the rest of the city are a somewhat distant thing in this place. You don't know if it's some magic or just how the park is designed to break up sound here, but there are no partygoers at this central place. The town just knows to avoid this memorial. Mm -hmm. Thinking back on your childhood, yeah, you can't recall any time you spent around here, ever. And in hindsight, it strikes you as a little bit odd, but it's just one of those things. If yeah, you live just... in Blue Gulch, you know not to go here. Yeah. And, like, it's a big city. There's plenty of places to go. Right. There are so many other gazebos. It's true. This one's special. Yeah. She's not, I mean, she's not doing anything, but she's definitely, like, staring at it. She's not immediately leaving. Okay. Give me a perception check. A lot of these today, and I'm gotta say, I'm not doing super great. It was that one that I got that was good. <laughs> this one isn't a botch, but it's a three. It's quiet, silent. There is a slight overcast above you to blot out the sun and moonlight. So it's dark here. There are no lamps lit. Mm -hmm. The only light is from the light pollution of the city beyond this place. The dark shadows reach across the water in expected ways. Yeah. It's peaceful here. Okay. Um, I think after a minute or so, she uh, starts to leave, I guess. Okay. Do you head back towards the cold shot? Where do you go? Yeah. Okay. Turning around and leaving, you move your way across the center green. Immediately after you leave this central little enclosed area, you're immediately hit by the sounds of people having a good time out in the park. You definitely pass at least one couple in the bushes doing the nasty. Um, yeah. <laughs> Use protection. Um, and they both like, what's that? Um, <laughs> he, he pulls out a sword. Got it. It's right here. <laughs> I was wearing my armor. Um, uh, oh, actually, maybe take that off. You need, to, you, you need some uh, <laughs> WD-40. Um, lots of squeaking. Eventually, you find your way back to the central round road that borders the cold shot. Your friends outside with panicked expressions on their faces. Hey, guys. It was here. I felt it. <laughs> yeah. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, God, I mean, she just sucks so much. Um, <sighs> I guess, like, I don't know. Like, none of what he said really, like, matters because he's still the worst. Um, but... Yeah, he's like, oh, I didn't actually, like, know that you were important when I was making you bleed from your face, Grawl. Sorry. Which, like, ugh, gross. Who even Bullshit. cares? Exactly, he, right? He doesn't care. 
So you. Um, so he you might be. He might. Him, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I, I may. I may have. You know, I would have probably led with that, but. Oh um, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, "Should I apologize?" And I was like, "It's probably not going to help." So he might be doubling down on being the worst. I mean, I would have liked an apology. Where your whole thing is concerned. I wouldn't have accepted it, but it would have been Well, nice. that's what I mean. That's, I mean, but, okay, so he did say that he would have apologized, sure. Right. Which you wouldn't have cared for. I No, I would have loved to hear that little tiny man apologize to me. Oh. Um, probably my on my list, top, like, top five things I want in life. That's up there. It's like Fuck number four. Off. Girl, uh, I I but, guarantee you his apology is not going to be a very good one. Yeah. No, no, but it's still an apology, and then I can lord that over him in his tiny man man head. Okay. I mean, he might. I mean, if you like make him, if you like really fuck him up and make him like grovel or whatever, he might still do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. up to you. Okay. Well, uh, problem for future girl. Okay. So, yeah, whatever thing you guys have going on, I don't know what it is. He says you have something he wants, but, yeah, just so you know, he's going to double down on doing shitty stuff. Great. Well, well, you know, got the... got. We went shopping, so feeling pretty darn okay at the moment. Can feel it be feeling a lot better, though. Uh, Sid, where are those drinks? Oh, I... I, I drink. <laughs> You've got you drank all three of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. So, where are you headed to bed down for the evening? Gonna all make camp at Iron Strike Metalworks. Yeah, I mean that works sure. for me. Yeah. We have a tent. We still have our tent. Yeah. Still got a couple yeah, of tents. Yeah, we got all that stuff. Yeah. You can, you can put them in the bag of holding. Of you do it right now. Let's do oh. it. Let's <laughs> so, <laughs> get really close to the cameras. <laughs> we could do it right now. It's a, it's a special <laughs> moment for Sid. Yeah, it's okay. cool. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll that's... Put it in the bag of wanna, holding, then. What do you want to put in there? Oh, tent, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should jump you... in. I don't know. It could be cool. Can you do that? I don't know. Is it big enough? I don't know anything about it. You're all having this conversation as you're heading back towards Iron Strike Metalworks. The night is full of the sounds of partying and people having a good time. Eventually, you come back to... Kalkin's smithery, and you see that she is working some of the midnight oil. The forge is still lit, even though the sun has almost totally set at this point, though there's still plenty of evening left. She's not really bothered by the cold, what with the heat of the forge. Though there is plenty yeah. of room in the area around the forge, like where she displays her wares, where you could probably set tents up in there if you wanted to. Yeah, I'm asking first. Not, not taking any liberties here. But she sees you all approaching and uh, finishes hammering out whatever she's hitting, and she chucks it almost casually into a barrel full of water, and it lets out this explosion of steam. And she'll wave her hammer at you and say, Hey, everybody, how's it going? Um, pretty good. 
Yeah. We blew Kenny up a crystal ball. Phineas Feinbrook blew up the crystal ball. Yeah. Ah, he's that like horrible little guy, right? Yeah, very, that's very the one. Mm, mm, mm. Is he that little? He's tiny. Is he tears a little? Again, I, I think it's more small in spirit and morality. I mean, as, uh, every time I see him, it seems like he shrinks. It's crazy. <laughs> Maybe you're just getting taller, girl. That's probably it. I'm just getting more <laughs> badass and he just sucks more. Yep, I think that's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've, yeah. I've done the science. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> what brings you all to uh, our neck of the woods? Cherish invite you over for dinner or something? Yeah, and um, Finebrook is staying at the called shot, and we've had some. Um, he he made Grawl bleed from his face one time, so we don't really want to take any chances um, with <clears throat> him trying to hurt anyone else. Yeah, okay. no, um, you can all stay in the forge. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Was it one time or was it more times? I don't remember. It was more it was than one time. Yeah, it was like it was... a week straight, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. like a week straight. Yeah. I chased a shadow man into a field and screamed at the sky. It was he was really and he, yeah, he didn't get any sleep either. It was he was not in a good place. Um Well, I'm sure you'll get plenty of sleep here. This this place is secure. Uh made sure this place is no one's getting in and out of here if I yeah, you'll be fine here. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Cherish, thinking about all the times she snuck out, is sort of like trying to like hide a hide a grin. Mm -hmm. um, and is like, well, I, I wasn't expecting to feed so many, but I'm sure I could scrounge some stuff up. Um, We've got I'll, lots I'll of bananas. In, I'll come in and help you. And yeah, we do have a lot of bananas. Um, <laughs> I'll come inside and help. Pull out a banana. So, Cherish, between you and your mom, you fix up a pretty... It's basic, but it's a good dinner. It's cheese and fresh bread that she bakes on the back of the forge, and uh, a a thick stew that she's been, like, kind of preparing all day, though it wasn't necessarily enough to feed five, but if you kind of, like, add on some dried fruit and some other, like, hard tack that she's got laying around, she could probably spread it a little thinner and it'd be fine. Um, so it's not an ostentatious meal, but it's a hearty one. Cherish, as they're preparing it, Cherish is like, I'll go grocery shopping tomorrow. Uh, maybe put it off till after the cotillion. Um, oh, yeah. Well, no, it's just... I, I get paid for Ulrich's shoes uh, after the cotillion. It'll be fine. Um Cherish is like, okay, I'm going grocery shopping tomorrow. I have like 300 gold. <laughs> and uh, Calpin had to rebuy re forge supplies. Um, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm for sure like planning to leave a bunch of gold behind when yeah. I leave. As, as you're helping prepare dinner, you see that like the, the supplies in the house are pretty scarce. Like, yeah. Calkin bought enough food for the two of you for maybe a week and she was really hoping some paychecks would come through before that ran out. Yeah. Cherish in her mind is like, she's saying like, Oh yeah, of course. But in her mind, she's like, I have fucking 350 gold. I'm going to shopping tomorrow. 
the rest of you are uh, out enjoying the warmth of the Dying Forge, and eventually Kalkin and Cherish come out, and there's not really room inside the house for everyone to be, like, sitting around and eating dinner, but Kalkin will bring over a, a couple of, like, water barrels and throw a big sheet of unworked metal on top of it to make an impromptu table, and she'll wheel a couple of barrels and actually grab the anvil from where it is, and she'll lump it at the front of this impromptu table, and she actually, like, sets up this really nice little outdoor area for everyone to sit at and eat. Aww. Nice. Moms are the best. Hell yeah. And she'll, like, exchange pleasantries with anyone. There's a really hard cider that she'll share with anyone who wants it. Other than that, it's drinking water that she pulls up from the well here. Cherish takes a sip of Sid cider before asking for one of her own. And immediately goes over backwards. Oh, oh. Fuck! Completely <laughs> unconscious. Son of a bitch! And Calcan goes, I didn't uh, even get to eat! Well, I guess that's still happening. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, your daughter's not... Uh, she's fine. Uh, it's one of Mixamilio's uh, potions. And Calcan will say, Ah, I understand. Yeah. And she'll I, be fine. I think it is there where we will end our session. <laughs> <laughs> because as always, you can find us on Twitter at matcomrpg. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. I always love hearing from all of our listeners, uh, especially when they're laughing uproariously at the awkward position Cherish is in whenever they drink alcohol now for the next month. <laughs> we we gotta find a way to, like, weaponize that. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> I don't know how that would be practical at all. But, hey. Who knows? Who knows? I have ideas. Whoever, That's fine. Okay. Whoever uh, falls asleep the quickest wins 10, 10 billion gold. I guess. <laughs> Done. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, if you have any more ideas on how to weaponize my unconsciousness, uh, come at me on uh, Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, this is really messing with my unconscious to conscious ratio in <laughs> campaign. And I'm super mad about it. Uh, yeah, I am at also on Twitter at crowd Olivia. Uh, come hang out. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> nice. Sick. Sick dog. Way cool to the max. Oh, my um, God. Totally. Word, dog. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Redimus. Um, yeah, just, just help me come up with ways to to fuck with that little dude. Just... <laughs> Mess, mess with him. Better insults, because I only have so many in my brain. You know, I mean, you've hurled some pretty good ones so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to retread the same ground. You know, uh, I forget things <laughs> easily. So, yeah, hit me with your best insults. That's gonna backfire very quickly. <laughs> There's gotta be a better way. To, the there's internet. gotta be a better way to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Help me create some good insults for a f fictional character. There we go. There we go. Perfect, got one. Uh, I am not on most forms of social media, but if for some reason you need to get a hold of me, 
do it by rating our show on whatever platform you listen to this to. Uh, we really like uh, hearing from you guys and, and getting reviews. And it's just nice to know that people are listening and appreciating. So, yeah, please do that. It's true. Yes. Best way of supporting the show is, of course, giving us rates and reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you choose to do that. Um, yeah. As always, you can also find me on Twitter. I am at MK Gargoni. If you want to shout at me about how scrying works and how Phineas Feinbrook violates the laws of those things, well, you're absolutely right. And boy, is that weird. <laughs> it's probably fine, though. Probably yeah. fine. But let's all remember, Mike's the god of all of it. He can do what he wants. And maybe I'm using some third-party source books for Phineas Feinbrook. <laughs> but anyway <laughs> you can also find Omatep on Twitter over at NPC underscore AN because even when he is not actively hawking his wares in an episode he is of course an important NPC who has a new customer thanks to y'all word of mouth is the best way to spread the word <laughs> it's true are, are we going to get a like a like a recruitment get discount a, or whatever maybe you like get a, a referral coupon. bonus yeah <laughs> or is is Duskwalker import and export just the newest mlm are no we, is that is there no. a second tier no. there are depths to which even omatep will not sink <laughs> <laughs> but as always y'all the world is chaos so please be kind to one another Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. 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 See ya.